What's up, everybody? I'm Bob, and this is episode 236, and this over here is Millie, this is Rick, and this is Ronnie. And this is some shit hey. we like. This is some shit... We Dude, like. This is some shitty intro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, he's going to give everybody a different name, and it's like, uh, oh, Rick. Uh, <laughs> I was like, god damn it. I was like, our word. I expected like a, a, a right. theme of some kind when you were introing I got this. nervous. I got nervous. What did I call you, Bobby? Yeah. Maybe that's, that's what I was thinking. Rick, Ricky. Damn it. All right. Anyways. I thought you were going to go. Like, when, the way you started, I thought <laughs> you were going to go down the new edition. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so, hi. I'm Bryce. I've returned. Yep. I brought this guy with me, and these two have been here. So, yep. what's up? I fucking drove. How are you doing? <laughs> I brought you. He brought you. Yeah, come on. I brought well, you. I'm just saying. Nah, whatever. Technicalities. Mm -hmm. yeah. How was your trip home, Ryan? Mr. O'Leary. It was really good, except there it was nice. Was a lot of good friends and minor acquaintances. They all came out to say hi. They're my oh, dad all of them? a lot. Well, that's the thing. Um, my son and closest nemesis, Daniel Herman, he did not come to hang out once, and he bailed on the one thing he said he was going to do, which was working the door for a benefit for an LGBT center. So I'm sorry to think either Herman doesn't uh, like me that much or he's that homophobic. I think it's, so. it's, it's probably it's probably the second one yeah. only because he is having trouble coming to terms with his own sexuality. Yeah, probably. But, hey, Dan, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Well, not the standing up Ryan, but yeah. just come to terms with your sexuality, dude. It's all good. Yeah, so you guys, like, now that I live out here, like, you're probably going to see Herman as often as I do. Not even exaggerating. So, I think I've been with in Dan's presence twice. Actually, didn't Dan vow that he was going to come here this summer? Yeah, he said he was mid July. Well, really? Yeah. Well, do you think it was because of the? It was before film? you left. Are we? Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel like I'm not allowed to. Is it because of the mysterious film project that was maybe mm -hmm. happening this summer, but probably happening probably. in September, October? No, no, no he no, just straight up said. Then. He did say he wanted to come over. He yeah. just straight up said he was going to come yeah. out. Yeah. I think it had a lot to do with, like, oh, Ryan's there now, and you guys yeah. are all going to hang out. Yeah, it was like, I'm oh, jealous. yeah, it was Ryan's going to be going out yeah. there. Honestly, might go check out wrestling shows, so he was going to yeah. come out and, like, do a yeah. loop of SoCal shows with us. And It's mid-July, Herman. Yeah. yeah. But also, to be fair, though, like, if you're going to come out to L.A. from the East Coast, you might as well wait till the... Weather out east gets wait, a little shittier. November, when it's nicer out here and shitty out no there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it's nicer out here in November. No, last yeah. year, I we think it's still have heat. Pretty much. It was weird summer. last year. The heat feels good though. On Halloween, from... it was still hot, and then the next day, it was fine. It yeah. was literally fine once the calendar switched to November. That's good for the revealing costumes that one would wear on Halloween. Mm. Except that. That reminds me, I, I fucking meant to bring with me, I had, like, from one of the Jesus Christ movies, I had, like, that bishop, cardinal, whatever costume, oh, and that's been my, like, default really? walk around on Halloween thing, uh, since I don't dress up anyway. I totally meant to bring that with me, and I didn't remember. I could have fit it in my bag. So gotta get my parents to ship that out. Very important. Oh, did you go and find a skateboard while you were out there? You said you were gonna go look at stuff I out? didn't... My... I'm not sure. My parents might have given. I was gonna them say away. you said before I'm you not, left that you think they might have. I think they might have. They might have. It might be in storage. Um, I had because I made a trip to the storage space to get my guitars, and then I was planning on bringing the guitars back, and then my dad asked me to do so. Anyway, long story short, uh, I did not okay. return things. That was supposed to be my day <laughs> to get stuff. I was also gonna grab some microphones so I could do decent quality podcasting from my 
tiny apartment. But Your closet? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the offer still stands. I have a 775 deck and trucks for it. We just yeah. need to get some wheels and bearings if you want to perhaps use okay. it, sir. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, sir? Jet lag. Jet lag. Yeah. <laughs> Getting over jet lag. <laughs> Watching the whole series in one evening because can't sleep. Oh, did you watch the Castlevania thing yet? I want to watch that. Oh, me too. I would have done that and still been bored. Yeah. Like, well, fuck, four episodes, yeah. I'm done. I like the way they're doing it. They're doing half yeah. and then break and then yeah. the other half. So only four episodes are up right now. Fuck, I wish... Yeah, I wanted to watch that. I almost did watch that this Apparently, week. Apparently, it's really fucking gory. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. But all right. I need what to are they, an hour time. each? 30 uh, minutes? 42 minutes, okay. I think. Okay, so that's cool. Like that. Yeah, I should watch that, but yeah. Oh, no, I think they're 25. I think they're like half-hour-long show style. They're not yeah. that long. That's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like, it, jet lag will do that to you. Like, straight up, I cannot yeah. believe I watched fucking Glow. In one night. I watched I almost New Black in one night. I almost did Glow in one night. I watched Orange in one? No, actually. That's a long night. Okay, no. (laughs) Did I? Okay, I didn't do Orange in one night. I did Bloodline in one night. That I I I kind of get. Um, It's only third. Well, yeah, that's an hour, though. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, I want to. Well, it's odd that me and you seem to be on the same cycles with shows. We watch a lot Perhaps of Perhaps we have stuff. to do something with yeah, that. Yeah, you same, same time and everything. Because we, we definitely don't plan it in any way. No. But, like, yeah. But, anywho. So, yeah. This is great so far, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, um, I, I went to a movie premiere this week. That's Ooh. right, you did. Well, I went did to you? the Los Angeles premiere of Landline. <laughs> Um, because Big Red over here sent me an email a few weeks ago that he got from like one of those things that has like free advanced screenings, mm-hmm. and of course I forgot about it until the day of, and then I hit up Rick and he's like, I'm, I'm not going to Hollyweird, <laughs> so I decided to go anyway, and I thought it was just going to be like a regular advanced screen, so I was like wearing shorts and like I didn't shave, like I looked like shit and felt like shit, and I get there and I see they have like a red carpet and a step and repeat, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's weird. And then I realized it's the Los Angeles premiere of Landline. So Jenny Slate was there. <laughs> um, I held the door for Jay Duplass. Um, There's free popcorn and soda. Moby was there. He did not hold the door open for me when because he was like in that position yeah. as I was leaving. Oh, what an asshole! Um, yeah, total dick. Eminem um, told us he was an asshole like, long ago. Yeah, yeah. So. But there were so many. It was the most celebrities I've ever seen in one place. Um, I can't remember all of them, but there were so many. And the movie was really solid. It's from the director of Obvious Child. And what was interesting was when the... Uh, so Amazon owns the rights. So like the dude from Amazon introduced the director and the cast. And they came out and okay. she gave like a two-second thing. and she, But she introduced the cast as like, right, it's the cast of Obvious Child. Like totally just in the zone from probably talking about Obvious Child too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie was strong. It like... It's one of those movies where, like, it's kind of, like, a really good collection of scenes, but, like, the through line of it isn't quite there. But it's still, I, I, I yeah. still thought it was good, um, and it takes place in, like, the early 90s and really nailed, like, the period, de- it's weird saying period about that, but the period detail. Um, but so- solid enough movie, and I, I'd recommend it when it, I think it comes out 
in theaters like this week or next week, um, and then it'll be streaming on Amazon Ooh. Prime. Which hey, what else is streaming on Amazon well, Prime? I know. Uh, I need something to watch on Amazon well, Prime. Well, my son Daniel Herman, the continual disappointment of my life, he happened to be searching for the the back seat, the movie that I directed. That you know, he got I do that every once in a while too, and I just hadn't done it for a while. Neither have I. Yeah. Like I, I do it too. But he did it, and because he, he called me up at like midnight, freaking the fuck out. Like, oh, oh, oh. We're, we're on Amazon. We're on Prime Stream. Look, look, you can stream it for free. Oh, he and sent me a two-minute box similar to that. Yeah, but I'm like, I already heard from. But Brian. it is understandable excitement because short of Netflix, it's kind of the best place your movie can end up if you want people to see it. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is our distributor did not tell us this. You think they would let us know so we could get people to watch it right um so we have theories about our distribution company that i won't get into now because i don't want to incriminate anyone but Damn. yeah so the back seat back what is it the back back, back, uh, back, back, back. back seat. you could stream it for prime members for free right now on amazon um there's even there's even closed captioning so you could like read text saying the dirty <laughs> words yeah, yeah. Something too. it's um, funny but yeah, it's really exciting because now a lot of people are suddenly we already got like our first really negative review, and it was and I figured out who the guy was because his oh, Amazon shit. account linked to his wedding registry. And I'm not gonna say anything more. Well, here's the thing: his his last name is Wiener, so I could see why he he also turned it. I, I did a lot of research. He turned it off ten minutes in, which he didn't say in his review. Um, but yeah, uh, Mr. Wiener from Long Island. That's all I'll say. Uh, fight me. Um, is but, it the same person yeah. that said something to Dan on, on Reddit? Reddit? Yes, yeah, okay. it's connected. Okay. I figured out who he was, though. Um, That's pretty funny. So, but anyway, it's on Amazon, so if you so want to watch it, you I have can no actually watch the, yeah, the movie. Exactly, yeah, you could watch the distributed cut, yeah. and you could tell people about it, and if you I don't did. have Amazon, man, you get that 30-day free trial, get two-day shipping. Wait, that play button. So, anyway, long story short, like... You know, no big deal. I'm just with the same platform that put out Manchester by the Sea and other prestigious titles. Like, it's totally like, the same even thing. Even if you don't want to watch it, like, hit that play button and leave the house. Yeah, I don't even just know. Get, just hit the play yeah, button. Yeah, because our distributor is going to take whatever residuals. But still, no, it, it's good. It's weird to have this movie that we shot five years ago. We were just filming it. Yeah. Um, and... It had its festivals and release and everything, and it looked like it was pretty much dead on the water, other than an exciting thing that I can't talk about yet that might happen. But <laughs> I kind of got to the point where it's like, all right, I'm done talking about this. But now it's like at a place where everyone can see it. So that's why I came down here, not to see you guys or to talk about some shit I like. Right. I got to plug the free streaming movie that Big Red is in. Long-haired Big Red. Yeah. yeah. Long, long hair. Long, long hair. Hair down to here. How do you... um? So, I, I've, ne I've had my hair get kind of long, um, but never quite to your length. So, when you look back at that, are you like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Or are you like, that was the time. That was the time. The, time. Okay. the period of my life where I was unemployed. Yeah, and that wasn't a judgment thing, to be clear. That was a question. You were unemployed? Uh, I believe it was... Oh, no, I just got a job, I think. Because it was in 2012. Mm -hmm. huh? yeah. Yeah. yeah, you definitely, I think, were doing the pulled back look when you started working again. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. definitely were going to work with that hair yeah. a few times. Yeah. You did for a while, but before that. Yeah, because actually when I saw a recent co-worker from when I first started, and he's like, oh my god, you don't have your long hair anymore. I'm like, oh, I guess I must have started when I had long yeah. hair. Did um, you find any difference with the ladies with the long hair versus without it? 
Like, did, like, more or less were into... the longer more. Well, because I, I feel like that's kind of the kind of thing where it's not for... Like, some girls, that's going to be, like, the biggest turn-off ever, but for others, it's, like, their fucking their thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, kind of like bald dudes. Like, yeah, they yeah. generally don't have much... But then it's, like, there's people who are, like, put your head on me. And... <laughs> anyway, that's some shit I like. <laughs> yeah, I, when I, I saw that, and I was like, well... I'll wait till Ryan posts something about it, and then I'm going to make sure I share this, because... I shared a behind-the-scenes picture on my Instagram. Yeah. Oh, did you? Ooh, mm-hmm. I didn't see behind that. Behind-the-scenes. Yeah. yeah, Big Red was there for all the drama. Um, did we, we probably talked about this on the show, but the week Red came out is when our lead actor, Chris Ballant, got a part in Into the Storm, so, like, yeah. Rick was really only on set for, what, two days? Yeah. It was supposed to be a full week, yeah. and then we, like, two put days everything and on hung out for the rest of the week. <laughs> Which was kind of better, in a way. Yeah. Well, it was alright. Mm-hmm. I had fun. I'm sure you, you wished you were on the set a little more. That would have been. But, hey, yeah. this fall, the thing that I'm not supposed to talk about, um, Shut up. if that keeps, <laughs> if that happens as planned, you'll be on, you'll be, you will, you will be the set. Awesome. Takes place on Mars, Big Red. Everybody go check out the backseat on Amazon Prime instant streaming. Cool. So shall we get into our first topic? Yeah. Abortion. Do it. Alright. I don't watch that YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) So last week we talked about uh, podcasts. Yeah. And then we started Drifting off into the YouTube, the land of YouTube. We, we, well, we mentioned that, oh, we should do this for YouTube. That would be a whole other topic. And then we we're both like, yeah, that could be a whole other topic. Let's uh. table that for now. So the table is now here. Yeah. Table. It was there last week. Well, the table has been set. The table has been set and made. It was set last week. <laughs> and uh, you guys hey, just put out the table for today. Today. So, I put out snacks. Yeah, table I made everything perfect for today. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so, um, not guys, residue. feel free mm-hmm. to jump in with your favorite YouTube channels. Is what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Because oh, I definitely watch a shit ton of YouTube. Yeah. And then I think I've kind of been pulling we you in. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like the stuff I watch is different from the stuff you watch right of course and then but you've been pulled into the yeah i so the stuff i started watching and i talked about this you know last summer but last summer i came across the braille skateboarding channel and that like opened up a whole can of worms so like i i watched the braille skateboarding channel they have a second channel right uh it's called braille army and it's also daily uh but that one's focused more on like the teaching aspect of skateboarding like teaching people how to do tricks you can send in videos of you doing tricks and then they'll analyze it and tell you hey you know pop it this way kick your foot out instead of kicking down like tip trick or tick trips trick tips essentially (laughs) uh which is what the main channel started out to be seven years ago but now they do post more videos where it's like hey somebody sent us a glass skateboard let's skate it or, you know, and they'll, they'll do, like, more actual skating stuff there also, but they've kind of moved the uh, learning stuff over to the second channel. So I watched those two, and both of those are daily. And then through that, I found Andy Schrock's channel, who owns Revive Skateboards, who mm-hmm. uh, the guy from Braille is the pro for. So I watch his channel, and then I watch a bunch of other of the Revive guys' channels. So Andy's is daily. I watch Andy's um, once in a while. Sam Tabor is mostly daily. 
most of the time daily. So I watch that also. Um, and then, like, through the Braille channel, I came across a bunch of other skaters like John Hill and Chris Chan. Uh, John is Monday through Fridays. Chris Chan is whenever the fuck he feels like it, but his videos always get a lot of hits. And they're always very entertaining with a lot of skating content. Um, so those are kind of, oh, uh, Nigel Alexander, who's a guy who's been in the skateboard industry for a long time as a filmer, grew up with Paul Rodriguez and like filmed all of Paul Rodriguez' first video part that got him like, sponsored and all that shit. So he's another awesome channel to watch because he takes skaters that people don't know about and he highlights them on his channel, takes them out with him skating, <coughs> oh, filming, okay. stacking so clips helping, to put out. Helping other yep. people out there. Okay, cool. So that's kind of all the skateboarding stuff I watch. And... The majority of that stuff is daily, except for uh, Chris Chan. But that's just the skateboarding stuff I watch. Then there's a couple of nerf modification channels I watch that some are daily, some are whenever. Um, but yeah, like nothing really worth mentioning because it's just like a weird rabbit hole to get down nerf mods. Which Have you seen the nice. guy who builds like the giant nerf gun or like the giant, like I think the latest is like the giant water gun? Uh-uh. Like, that one's just started trending right now, which okay. is, like, he built this giant-ass, like, those old super soakers yeah. and, like, made it the huge. 3D huge model of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the tested YouTube channel that I talked about last week. Right. Uh, uh, what about you guys? Yeah, do you watch any YouTube? Like, any like consistently? Consistently. You know, so, it's funny. It, <laughs> like, I kind of learned firsthand about Rick's YouTube obsession uh, because, you know, for a while Rick was like working really close to where I lived. And so he would come over and sometimes not even really socialize with me. You'd just sit on the couch and like load up his YouTube stuff. And I, I would kind of learn about a lot of things just like through Rick. Um, so it's, it's funny. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff that I subscribe to. I don't know if I have anything that's really like daily, like what you're talking about. Um, cause I, you know, I guess I could mention like I watch kind of funny stuff, but I watch that stuff on I watch their stuff on Twitch more than anything. Yeah. And, like, you listen to Game Over Greggy. Uh, like well, I, I've heard I, I talked yeah, about I last week. Yeah, you hate them now. I got it. I watch them. Oh, yeah. Anyway. They're awful. Yeah, I know. That, that whole vibe of that show has changed completely now. I haven't listened Game Over Greggy. in a while. Yeah. But, I mean, I still like them. I still, I mean, I'm assuming, obviously. I listen to Kind of Funny Games listen. Daily. That's the one I'm on. No Greggy anymore. Uh, no. I'll pick and choose on Greggy. That's why I see, like I said, I don't listen cold. I end up, like, they post all their shit on YouTube, like, you know. Yeah. And so I'll see the topic, I'm like, you know, there'll be, like, one topic for you, like, how do you pee? I'm like, what the fuck is this about? So I watch... I mean, that was really the topic. It? And so, well... I've never... I mean, <laughs> you might just have to watch the video and find out. So that's how I take yeah. in their content. I think Rick even said that, too. He watches their stuff more than he listens, mm -hmm. so... So I guess you could say them. Um, I guess the one person that I could say is mine you know but i didn't learn through rick is like i like watching boogie mm -hmm. 298 um but at the same time i feel like i watch him on twitch more than anything but i do watch his youtube videos when he puts them up uh i watch, I watch boogie on a constant basis yeah yeah, well. yeah. i watch i mean you watch a lot of people on a constant basis like i, I so yeah i don't really have like a daily driver you know yeah. like you do um sounds like you do um there's a lot of random things that like i'll check out that i'm excited when they have stuff up there's a lot of, you know, especially when I'm about to go there, I'll watch a lot of, like, Japan YouTube videos, like, people who are from elsewhere and live there, you know, like, that are, like, from Canada, or... There's one specifically I'll call out called Abroad in Japan, 
And <laughs> well, it's funny too. The guy's name is Chris Broad, oh. <laughs> and that's the name of his channel. And he's from he's from uh, England, and his channel's really good. Like his he shows he's kind of got a sarcastic humor to him, but he doesn't post as often as I'd like. Although now he posts a few times a week. So I watch him with regularity and Boogie probably with regularity. And then, yeah, there's kind of funny stuff that I watch, but again, that's more so on Twitch. So anything else is like stuff like, whatever. you know, whatever, yeah. you know, back in the, in the day, you know, you and I were watching that prank versus prank for a while that you introed me to. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. The, the, my staples I say are Boogie and probably Chris Broad, abroad in Japan. If I had to pick the, the kind of funny stuff I watch is like the, um, the immediate like their reacts videos when it comes to yeah. like, game stuff or announcements or yeah. things like that like stuff i don't want to wait for the games cast to yeah. to I've... listen to I'll, I'll watch if they do something and put it up right away on youtube i'll watch the react stuff but yeah like as far as like their their shows i was watching um the the daily show not morning show? not games daily yeah the money kind of funny morning show every once in a while i would watch that live uh well, not live, but I would watch that in video form. And right, when they started it. doing so it. So I would start listening to it, and then something would happen. I'm like, stop, I need to yeah, watch this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that episode yeah. I told you about where Greg had the Nintendo, kind of funny Nintendo World <laughs> Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Nick won it and was being a dick. Yeah, about. I never yeah, saw that. So good, yeah. so good. But yeah, um, what do you watch, Rick? Um, well, Ryan. Oh, well, this will be very quick. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't follow pretty much anything on YouTube. My favorite channel was DePiro Productions, rest in peace. Um, if you search for it, you could find a couple of videos, but Tapiro Productions was regularly bringing on these dumpster dive game reviews. Great stuff. High quality. Highly recommend. There's, if you look up Best of Tapiro Productions because someone else uploaded that, you can just get a little taste of it. Um, then my good friend Brian Tapiro, he doesn't turn out, he turns out a little bit of content, but he uh, has this amazing art film called tire machine have you seen it mike mm -mm. okay so we'll show that to, to he would remember tire machine maybe we should do a react video of mike watching tire machine for the first time later today um maybe that and that's <laughs> no nice <laughs> to say no no it's incredible completely separate from this um, yeah yeah not, okay, not okay. on air just, no, not on no, i think no. i think no bryce is just saying no period yeah, I it's think. the not best. no to doing it now you, you, you just don't know how hardcore of a fan you are until you watch it and it's high art um YouTube, it's been threatened to be taken down from YouTube a few times. Not by YouTube, but by its creator. Uh, and, yeah, so, like, other than that, I, I'm pretty... Yeah, it's not that I don't use YouTube, but there's right. nothing I watch with any regularity. Um, before Rick gets into his stuff, I want to talk about how much of a big red YouTuber Rick is. Um, so this was, like, maybe, like, two months ago now. We were at Bryce's. There were a few people over, and Rick's going through all his YouTube stuff, watching it on the big TV. I see. I wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I know. I know so here's yeah. the one that really impressed me was, so he was watching, like, some sort of channel that reviews stuff, and he was watching, like, a five-minute review of, like, a USB cable <laughs> that I'm pretty sure you weren't thinking about. By, right? You remember this, right? It was, like, something. It was, like, a Firewire cable or a USB cable. Yeah, was, yeah. It might have been part of, like, a bigger review, but, like, they spent... It was minutes on this, like, one kind of... And you were watching it, and you were taking it. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could give a shit about that. And it, it was amazing. <laughs> and was, Rick, I think it was about... You, you remember I it, think right? it was, it was about, about... It was about Nintendo yeah. Switch. But it was, yeah. like, the cable you were watching specifically. Yeah. There were, like, minutes about, like, a fucking cable. 
And Rick well, was into it. So I mean, he had I, just bought the system. He was trying to see. Yeah, but they were talking him. about this fucking cable. Well, for, do, like, you, you do you realize that you, not just any cable will work with a Nintendo Switch? Probably, but that's not what they yeah. were talking. Yeah. This is like <laughs> a, it was like a premium cable, though, right? It like it was, yeah. Nice. And like Rick was fucking. Anchor? I could was see the name he was cable? I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, these my, fucking minutes. I know. It might have been actually. No. They mentioned like a good warranty on it, and I know Anchor has a great warranty. Yeah. Um, actually, can I ask a YouTube question? Too? Sure. I've seen you use the small YouTuber hashtag. What makes you a small YouTuber versus a medium or a large? Oh, I'm getting an interview now. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what any of that means. I'm curious. Because yeah, you're the small big YouTuber red. is basically anyone under like a thousand. Technically, really under even which, ten thousand nowadays. Which is ninety percent of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but the one thing I see a lot of on YouTube, especially. Not to throw shade on any other YouTube channels I may have highlighted a minute ago, where there's like a whole network of them that just follow each other's accounts but don't actually watch each other. Like they support each other, which is nice. Yeah, they but call like, them the sub for sub. Community. Sub for sub, community, which is like to me it's, like yo, it's that's the same as it's the same it's, as Instagram it's, it's or like, Twitter. Yeah, like yeah. someone's like yo, I got three thousand followers, and then you see that they follow like six thousand accounts. It's like, yeah, it what's the point? It's yeah. So they wouldn't um, qualify as a small YouTuber. They're sub for sub. They're just sub for sub people. That's all. Sounds dirty. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I get a bunch of spam for that that I just delete because mm -hmm. I hate that shit. Um, and uh, I mean, it's probably what I mean. It's it's why my hack channel like doesn't grow as much as it does. Cause, I mean, most of the people that have subscribe to me are probably like their channels are probably dead but they're still there mm -hmm. um and the ones that do like i actually have contact with them i talk to them on twitter i talk to them on youtube through comments um which is and then i met them at vidcon this year um some that i haven't met yet um i was vidcon um, geez, someone doesn't watch our fucking show. No, no, no hey, of course I've not. been traveling. You know how Dan didn't show up to his <laughs> I've been show? Traveling. You know how Dan didn't show up to his show that worked the door for yeah. him? Ryan just, he doesn't watch our show, so. They're on the, that's, he is your son. My, my struggle. Like father like son. Father like son. I've always told you guys this, though. My struggle with your show is that I've gotten to know all of you too well, so I just want to. I end up talking to the thing. Or that's I, I the wanna, point. I get that, point. but I get really frustrated because I'm like, I want to like strike Rick down for his off opinions about the new Spider-Man movie. You know who else gets frustrated about that? Yeah. Is uh, your boyfriend Josh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. my former boyfriend. Well, I know. I'm just saying he, he <laughs> hates. He's like, I just want to interact with you guys and we just ignore him. Yeah. Well, I, him and I guess that, that is like a, overall a good quality. I think, yeah. If, yeah, if I didn't know you guys or if I only slightly knew you guys personally, it would be fun because then I could like harass you on Twitter more than I do. <laughs> but, but now you can something just call about, us and be yeah, like, you guys are dick bags. It makes yeah. it harder as a so yeah. If you want to continue liking a podcast, don't hang out with the guys that do <laughs> it because it, it makes it a lot harder. Is yeah. what I thought because uh -huh. I just want to fucking yeah, just be like what's you, mostly like what the fuck's wrong with you, Rick? <clears throat> so what else do you watch, Rick? Uh. I mean, I guess the bigger YouTubers that I watch, of course, are like Casey Neistat, uh, I Justine, um, Techno Buffalo, which is where all the reviews come from. Uh, but like other smaller YouTubers that I became friends with, I watch a lot of their stuff too. So uh, James Redwine, who I kind of want to have him on the show. He lives in Orange County. 
and he talks a lot about movies, <clears throat> about movies and Netflix on his channel. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be pretty good to have on. Can that be a drinking show when we do that? I think it'd totally be a drinking like, show, but I don't think he drinks. His name's Red Wine. I wanted to have a red wine yeah. show. <laughs> red wine with the That's red That's what I was dick. hoping for. We could have classed it up, you know? So Maybe he drinks wine. I don't know. Yeah. I just know he doesn't drink. I'd hope so. I mean, he should fucking make his own wine at that point. Your last name's Red Wine. Uh, it yeah. should be the best one ever or the worst ever. Actually, he should specifically make white wine. Oh, yeah, and have it be the worst <laughs> yeah, white the worst. wine on the planet. Because he's a fucking red wine fiend. <laughs> So I got a YouTube question for you guys that you'll probably be able to. I don't think I could answer because I, or maybe I could. I'm trying to think about it. But what was the first video you ever saw on YouTube? That's a good question. Oh shit! Yeah, that's something I've actually um, been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too, and I can't. It? Yeah, I, I can remember like the first podcast that mm-hmm. I heard and things like that. But I think with YouTube that came about, that was probably like 16, 17, like right when it got started. God, you know. The first thing that I can remember, I don't know this I was is just the gonna first say, yeah. thing that I saw, but like this is the thing that's popping in my head is I think the first time I ever saw The Ultimate Showdown was on YouTube. What is that? That song? This is The Ultimate Showdown. Come on, you guys damn it. I know what you're talking about. We'll put a link I, in the description. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first thing I watched was probably like someone doing a cover of a song. Yeah, so yeah, I was gonna say because that was like really big when it started. Yeah, yeah. which and it still it's is. Still, it's still like, huge. Yeah. Fucking like, um, yeah. There's people who have like had careers because of just covering. Yeah. But like, um, didn't Allison Weiss start that way? And she does like she does like original shit now too. But I'm almost positive she started doing. I could be way off, but I think she did like ukulele covers or something of like punk songs. Mm-hmm. But then became like familiar. a real yeah. independent. Use it, and now she like headlines places and plays her own music. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, the first thing I remember seeing is also a music related thing, and it was this dude who was at the time I think fifteen or so. You remember? You remember this because I sent you the link. And it was he's a guitar player, and he played a Canon in D, but on electric guitar, and like fucking shredded it, and it was so yeah. rad. Uh, I still follow his channel today. And I because, think I follow his channel yeah, too. Yeah, because of that. Like, he was the first person I heard about Patreon through a long fucking time ago because he had set up a thing so he could make an album. Um, and, like, he self-produces and makes music and releases it and, like, self-publishes all his stuff now. And, yeah, 10 years, 10 years ago, 11 years ago probably now, was when I first saw it, yeah. or first saw that. And it was really bad quality. I'll put a link in the yeah. thing, a description about it because... It was bad quality. It was like 2006, 2000, but the uh, music itself was fucking rad. And I still watch. I still watch his stuff when he posts things. I'm just glad YouTube got big, like right as I started to get old enough to not be <clears throat> stupid. Like I, I can't but think if I was like 13, all the dumb shit that I'd be putting That's online cool. and just like. Where I'd be like the kid, like fucking up some song, guitar, doing it for the attention, and then getting into fights with people over yeah. it. Like I'm so glad that it got it's big. Like, trend right now. Now. If yeah. YouTube existed before it did, there'd be no CKY because it would be all posted yeah. on YouTube. There'd be no Jackass because it'd be all posted on YouTube. Yeah. Like, and now there's people that are on YouTube that try to that do shit. what they did and they do and it they, really bad. Yeah, and yeah. even well, because it's also now with YouTube the. 
theoretically, like the bar is so much lower for quality too that you don't need to. I think like if you see some guy like having a knife fall onto his dick, it doesn't matter if it was shot with an iPhone or if it was yes. in 4K. Like it doesn't. Which I mean, to be honest, I think the quality got real low for a while, but I think it's starting to trend upward because of things yeah. like this. And now you want and you want to stand out a little. But. Yeah. I want to bring it back for a second because so not the first thing I ever saw on YouTube, but another channel I think I want to shout out to, and it fits with this a little bit because this is probably, I'd say, the first thing I can remember watching on YouTube when I feel like YouTube was still early and I watched it regularly is the Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and like I used to upset, you probably know him too. Because he's like a filmmate. Yeah, James yeah. Rolfe or whatever. He likes, he loves film and he does other stuff too, but... He's yeah, still like, doing shit. Yeah, like, he still don't... does stuff. He still does his channel. Still active. Was there controversy at some point? There was something where like he reviewed a movie and someone <clears throat> made fun of his review. For, I don't remember what it was. I don't think he was wrong, but I don't know what it was. But yeah, he still puts out nerd videos uh, every now and then, and then he puts out a lot of like you know movie stuff and review stuff. He has a ton of followers too. But sort of with the question, but that's the first regular thing on youtube i can remember watching that i do still watch to this day actually oddly enough i did have as someone who hasn't really watched too many things consistently on youtube um when i was in college i watched a lot of the kevin pollack chat show on youtube mm. regularly and come full circle yeah you definitely <laughs> have what else what else do you watch rick oh i mentioned him uh beth boulevard another small youtuber um, yeah. who's growing pretty quickly now uh, who does like a lot of uh, artistic uh, um, scenes like she writes things out and she'll like interpret it and kind of like um, make it into like a little, basically a little tiny short film you know like art house film almost right um, and then she also has like her regular like sit downs where she just talks about update channel uh, updates updates and things like that and then like travel stuff um, uh, who else do I watch? Who else do I watch? Um, I watch Game Theorist. Uh, I like watch like he recently just had one about Pokemon on our on Charmander specifically mm -hmm. about his tail. When his tail goes out, you know, he'll die. And then like he just basically dives into all the scientifics of it, you know. And there's actually a bug that has something similar similar to that. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, shoot. What else do I watch? I watch so much. Yeah, you yeah. watch a lot. Um, and like you were saying, when I was naming off the stuff I watch, we've kind of started crossing over, like where you'll watch Andy Schrock and John Hill, and you'll, yeah, and you'll then pick I and choose John the Hill, stuff. John Hill, and... What's um, your favorite way to watch YouTube videos? Chromecast. Um, usually I'm on Chromecast and my TV, unless, like, with Game Over Greg, I usually download that to my phone, because mm. I watch that on my break. Uh -huh. So I usually watch that on my phone. Um, then I mentioned Boogie. I forgot. I yeah. watched Boogie as well too. Um, good luck to him next. Yeah, seriously. Next I week. mean, Rick's picture has pictures with him a few I times like now, the, but the times that he, that in a couple, yeah, I think in a couple weeks he's going in for his gastric bypass surgery. And did like, he did he drop some weight before or is he's, yeah, he's, he's been he's, on a diet? He's been on yeah, a diet. He's doing the liquid weight. diet now, and then right. like that's what he's doing and. 
he he's talking on his thing like he's hoping but he's putting it out there he's like if i don't survive this surgery use me as an example you know what i mean it's, it's rough to watch you know yeah, so it was i hope but i do hope people actually die from that surgery like is that well thing he's like there, you chance. could and he's also just insanely overweight and has been his whole mm. life he's he's in his early 40s he doesn't look it and if you look him in the face he kind of has a baby face like for as shitty as his health is he actually like if you look at him he's got so much life to him and stuff so it's i hope he gets his shit together because that legitimately might be one of the nicest people that i've ever not met in my life <laughs> like i like guy just seems like he has such a big heart and like i think it's kind of weird i know like it, ryan davis with you you know and like me to a lesser extent but it's same deal now, by the way. yeah and it's just like i've never felt so much for somebody that i don't that i don't know yeah you know and it's it's crazy so i really hope you know and i've met him twice yeah and three times i think it might have been three times uh, and uh, each time he's really cool. Like and like I've seen him interact with other people. He takes time. He talks to him. This year was a little bit different just because of security and um, other issues going on at VidCon. But uh, it was like he actually was a lot more popular this year. Like people, like he couldn't really walk. That's good. The floor, you know. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like, he was in the creator's lounge, uh -huh. uh, where I spent some time, too, just talking to people and having fun, and he's such a cool dude. Nice. Yeah, I just wish the best for that guy, so, yeah, boogie. But yeah, Rick, Rick isn't kidding. There is so much, like, he really does watch a lot, so that's probably why you're not remembering all, everything, yeah. you know? Like, he's, no joke, has come over and probably set up a playlist that has lasted, like, two hours. So and that's Franco. Yeah. Right. And what I think it's Film almost riot. yeah, Film it's riot. it's kind of cool though. Like I'm, I'm like I'm like man, Rick, you kind of have this self entertainment that you're yeah. setting up, and it's you know, after sometimes after a while, I'm like okay, hey, like let's can we watch a movie or go get food or do something else? <laughs> no, just because sometimes you're just kind of like like you said, you get sucked down in that YouTube rabbit hole or internet rabbit hole in uh, general. So for me, uh, I watch a lot on my Kindle because you Ryan asked what's our favorite way to watch. So I watch yeah. on my Kindle. And if I don't full screen the video right away, I start seeing all the videos are recommended and related on the right side. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. like, nope. <laughs> yeah. But I, I no, will that get down happens. that hole where I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here. Well, that's good. And yeah. Add to my queue. Add to my queue. No, oh, my God. Queue. Yeah, it's, it ain't that the truth, man. Yeah. A few of the people I want to mention, Jared Coons. He's hilarious. Uh, he just has a very sarcastic humor. He's part of the small YouTubers group. Um, I love his channel. He's hilarious. Uh, uh, Brittany, known as Bratney, is her channel. She also does a lot of comedy and, and skits and things like that. Uh, let's see. What about What's Your Face? Big wrestling fan. Fart noise at the end of her videos. Oh, M. Blackery? Yeah. M. Blackery, <laughs> like yeah. That description. She's, <laughs> I, I'm going to look her up just because of that fucking <laughs> description. Every time, every time I'm she's like, okay, bye. And we go. <laughs> And then people kept asking her because she took it out. And people kept asking her, why, you, why is the fart gone? We want the it's fart back. back. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just so much yeah. that I watch. I, I pared down my... Green. A lot. When Actually, I started talking about them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was Emma Blackery on Xavier Woods' show once? You know... Uh, up, was he on up was she on up up down down i know you know probably it. i feel like she was on an upset of that one time she's she a little might have I stopped watching that. So yeah i yeah i haven't watched for a while either i still think his audio sucks or it has yeah. um 
But yeah, there's there's uh, there's a lot that I watch. Yeah. Um, and there's like a lot of new people too that I met at VidCon, so I've been checking their channels out as well. So um, you had one. Well, he mentioned travel, and it reminded me of one, which reminded me of another, which reminded me of another. So I'm going to go three real quick, and this will be the last three I talk about. The one about travel is Drew Scanlon's channel, Cloth Map, mm -hmm. which you need to watch. Yeah. Uh, I subscribe, I think. Yeah. He yeah. went to uh, the Ukraine, mm. was his first trip, and uh, the whole point is to go to places where you don't necessarily think about video game development or video games in general. Or like locations of video games that you'd never really go to. So he yeah, went to there the is Ukraine. a video game tied to it, sort of, right? A theme. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he went there specifically for for that because he used to play a lot of um, uh, RTS games, kind of Command and Conquer and things like that, but more hardcore. And like he went to a fucking missile silo and oh, was wow. inside the fucking thing, and they actually walked him through pushing all of the buttons that would have been the things to push if we oh, were going to launch a fucking nuke. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Insane. <laughs> that's Insane. awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and then the other reason he went there is because it was at the same time um, fucking uh, Eurovision was going on. Mm. And so he went to Eurovision, and so the second video is all about his experience at Eurovision. And if you don't know what Eurovi Eurovision is, yeah. it's a singing competition. Uh, Celine Dion came out of Eurovision. ABBA came out of Eurovision. Mm. Things like that. So it's all these different countries get together. And why, when you said ABBA, did I go? Mm. <laughs> like I don't fucking know. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. So it's a singing competition where people from different countries come together and they they pick people and they come and they sing a song that's supposed to represent where they're from and their country. And it's like almost like a soccer hooligan mentality in the crowd where everybody sections off into their countries. And they cheer for their country. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So he went to that and uh, did a video about that. So Cloth Map, check that out. And Real quick before you switch, how did he get access to the missile? Is it just because he's Drew fucking Scanlon? Uh, well, I don't. I think that it might. I think it's a museum. Oh, okay. It's okay, a deactivated okay. base. It's a museum now, and I get, using you know, I'm sure whatever internet yeah, yeah, he has, he's able to get like a personalized tour and all that okay, stuff. Yeah, I just find that stuff pretty fucking insane. You should watch that video. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's very, like, sterile, in like this weird way where you f it feels, we like it feels icky watching him push these buttons that yeah, launch the nuke onto U.S. soil. You yeah. know, it's pretty crazy. Um, and then uh, so cloth map, check that out, which made me think of the other Patreon channels that I subscribe mm. to and watch, like Daniel Dwyer's channel No Clip, where he does long form video game documentaries. Uh, there's one on Rocket League that you guys should check out. There's one about the new Doom. He was he just, on Games Daily, like, all week. He's part of Kind of Funny now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's funny to see if he's going to be gone again in a couple yeah. weeks for, like, a really long time yeah. shooting another I like listening to those two this week, though. I listened to a lot of yeah. them. Danny Adore, I'm a huge fan of that guy. Yeah, like, I know. And yeah, his story is crazy because he had been trying to get a job in video games for a long time and got turned down by GameSpot so many times. And then they hired him for GameSpot UK, so he moved from Ireland to... Uh, London mm -hmm. to work at that office and thought, you know, I think I'm just going to stop now because this is not where I want to be. And then they hired him and moved him to San Francisco. Yeah. And now he's gone all the way around and done his own thing now and it's fucking rad. Yeah. Because his documentaries are fucking sweet. Um, so. He's Greg's Irish Creed. Yeah. No Clip is that channel. And uh, the last one I want to talk about is one that I find myself being more 
um, drawn in by this person now that he's not talking about video games anymore. Mm. And that's Colin Moriarty, and his channel is Colin's Last Stand. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's... The whole point of it is, uh, it's like a, not a learn, not a teaching channel, but it's like a learning channel. So he'll do a bunch of research, talk about a topic. It's historical and political based stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so be, beware going in. That's what it is. It's his history, history and politics are the things he talks about. And I fucking love that channel. And even if I don't agree with everything he's saying, um, yeah. It's still super interesting to watch, and the conversational aspect he has with his audience is fucking rad. And if you haven't watched those videos yet, there's about 27 of them, I think, up now. Go check them out. Yeah. And if you want to kick him a dollar or so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen any of the videos yet. I do subscribe. But yeah, I, that's definitely something I'd like to watch. Yeah. But like Mike said, I, I think lot, there's some people that I think find Colin Moriarty a bit polarizing, so just be prepared. So you're either going to like him or you're not. Or it I, might I, depend on the video. So. Hey man, it, like if it's the historical stuff, you're gonna be fine because yeah. it's very factual, uh, fact driven. Right. Um, Maybe that, I know you and I took issue with him when he was talking about video games quite a bit. There was a few times. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, but if you if he's if you're going to watch one of the the videos about politics, again, he tries to he does a pretty good job at approaching it from a very um, unbiased opinion, but or unbiased stance. But he also gives his opinion. Yeah. And he makes it known when he's giving his opinion. And if you lean too far to the right or too far to the left, you're gonna hate his political stuff. Yeah. But if you're more of a moderate like myself, then it's gonna you're gonna be fine. Especially if you don't take everything so seriously. Right. So check out those channels, and they're all Patreon channels. You can. I uh, am a patron of Drews and uh, Collins. I'm not a patron of Danny's, and I don't know why. Fuck him. Uh, but I'll probably rectify that pretty soon. Do you still pay for Kind of Funny or no? No. Okay. Um, one thing, not this week, because I guess we talked about YouTube a lot, and if you guys don't like the idea of it, but we've talked about it so much, I think another good topic to talk about maybe next week or whenever is like maybe the state of YouTube, because I feel like I have some opinions about very good. YouTube yeah, in general about. and where it's going, and I feel like we would talk for another hour about that. Oh, so. yeah. Easy. Yeah. So I think that's a good topic at some point, so... Yeah. What's next? Red Tube. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Who? What? What? Baby Driver. Boss what? Baby? What? <laughs> Edgar Wright's new movie that he wrote and direct called Baby Driver. Are we he puts to baby in the driver's seat? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, uh, as everyone knows, we are massive fans of Edgar Wright, especially mm -hmm. Bryce. And uh, we went to go see Baby Driver. Did you see Baby Driver? I did see the Baby Driver. Okay. Did see it. I yes. saw it at like... 9 30 10 in the morning on the 4th of july because <laughs> uh they're i was staying at the house that my parents haven't they sold that the new people haven't moved in yet oh, they and they it. were like inspecting it or some shit so i had to leave the oh. house early in the morning i was like fuck it i'm gonna see baby driver because i didn't know when i was gonna have time um i gotta say it's a weird movie to see like first thing in the morning when you're still kind of waking up crowded theater though like a decent Why? amount of people like for That's new jerk but i guess it's the fourth of, but like, fourth of july still kind yeah. of weird who goes like it was 10 a.m i think was the show time That's early. yeah movie title is reminding me and then we can get into it you guys want to know what the japanese word is for like a baby stroller baby cop <laughs> <laughs> i just had to share it because it's baby driver and it's honestly baby cop all right bryce hit, hit us well, I mean, I don't have to go first, but I, yeah, I liked the go movie. I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was 
really good, you know, and I thought it was cool to see a nice original story, especially, you know, in this world of like comic movies and remakes and, and you know, all this other stuff. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was different. I liked the cast. Um, but I kind of want to see where the conversation goes so I don't just sit here and jerk it off. Uh-huh. But I liked it. Mike hasn't seen it, correct? No. Does Mike have plans to see it? Okay, no. this one. I think, so this is going to sound weird, I think it's Edgar Wright's worst movie, but I don't know, but I also think it was very good. Um, I think there's a lot of great stuff about it, and I think if Edgar Wright wasn't such a good director, I think more people would be talking about some things about it that I thought were, like, unforgivably terrible. And these are just a few things, but, like, there are the kinds of things where it's like, hey, Edgar, maybe give your female characters any purpose other than being, you know... Like, it's like a typical, like, you know, one-dimensional person. Um, I, I'm not to, to cut you off, I get that, but I almost kind of feel like that was just the theme of the movie. Still, like, I don't think he wasn't like, giving them enough, I just think that's what he was like, going for. But it's like, it's one thing when it's just when you have, like, your girl love interest that has nothing. Like, there's nothing to that character. She's she's nothing. She's a waitress, and she's like, oh, I'll go off with you, baby. Um, and then the other female character in it who isn't really in it That's that the title much. Of the full episode on YouTube There's on still kind of nothing to <laughs> her. Go with you, baby. Um, and also, I also, there's like a couple things near the end that I thought were very not good. But with that said, I enjoyed the movie greatly. I thought it was really well done. Uh, you know, the chasings were excellent. The way it's edited is amazing. Like, it's very, 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 very worth your time and good. But there's a handful of other things that I maybe we'll get into a little later about near towards the end of the movie or because that's like the other there's other there's a couple other like kind of dumb things that i things that i thought like if it wasn't edgar wright people would be giving him a lot more shit for but because i think everyone's so distracted by because edgar wright makes movies differently than everyone else Mm -hmm. like that's what makes him amazing i definitely feel this was like his uh most hollywood movie It's also not a, it's not a comedy. Whereas his other movies were comedies as much as anything else. Like, this was definitely, n- yeah, like, an action. Boat. Yeah, it's but, like an action But it, I would say you, I, you would put more action. Whereas the other stuff, I would say it's at least 50-50 on the comedy side. Yeah. Like, I would say this is, like, definitely his, le- it's funny, though. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say it's his least comedic, for sure. How did you feel overall, Rick? Uh, I loved it. Yeah? I thought it was a very good movie. Um... And you were, uh, when, you, when you guys were saying, um, um, I'm losing my train of thought, fuck, but what I'm going to go into is, About the uh, women? Uh, that's when you're I was thinking, that. I was, okay, uh, I was thinking this movie, I would, in a weird way, this is not in the same as it's the same movie, but it's the same type of movie, is, uh, like La La Land. Where La La Land was kind of playing tribute to like the classic Hollywood, I feel like with this movie he was paying tribute to like the classic like James Dean, um, like heist or heist movies, you know, classic heist and bank robber type of movie. Um, that's why I kind of gave it some of the leeway because he, uh, not I wouldn't really say it was Edgar Wright. I think it was just the way he was trying to. It was going for a specific thing. That's how I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I kind well, of give it that leeway. 
it's I still think though you can have that and have the same tropes as the older movie as well. Giving Which I think he did really well. I don't think he gave. I just think I he just gave nothing. Because that actress is great. Um, but he gave her like I just felt like he gave her nothing to work with. Um, like she's not really there for any other reason than to be there for the guy. And it's just I think he's too talented to uh, be doing that kind of shit. Um, and. But uh, I definitely feel like I, that that she could definitely have more scenes in the movie. That's not more scenes. It's just make her a fucking three dimensional being. Like you'd care more. About yeah, what I just happened. don't think that was like. I, I, th- think, I think she was supposed to be like, you know, the like what, the what, 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 classic, what yeah. yeah, I think she's supposed to be like what Peach is to Mario. Yeah. I think she was kind of like the woman's sidekick. Yeah. I don't think she was supposed to be some crazy like, developed not, character. But even with that, it's like. I, it just it felt to me like he put a lot more effort into his male characters than the two female parts that are in the whole movie, which this, it's just this happens in video game storytelling a lot too, where people complain about things like you know oh this character should have been more dimensional like if you like if you want to complain about him not telling a specific story with a character, I'm with you on that, but like. He should have gave her more. Like, well, that's not the story he wanted to tell with her. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's not that he should to hold give, them accountable for the story. No, but he you wants would, to tell. you would want any characters to be more well-rounded. And I think the one area where the movie really falls short happens to be with the only two girl characters in the movie. And it's just, I think because he does other stuff so well, that also like, it's like, come on, Edgar Wright. Like, you're, you're Edgar Wright. You can. I, I think he could have done better in that regard. And then. There's other stuff specifically towards the end that is a separate Well, I mean, well, I just want to say, like, like, I hear what you're saying. I, I guess I just still stand firmly. Like, I think both women characters played the part he wanted them to play. I feel like what you're arguing is encroaching on the territory of, like, well, there should be a black person in the movie, and there should be a gay person well, in the movie. Well, it would be, like... And women should be more empowered well, in the well, movie. Well, ultimately, you know? it's not they should be more empowered. It's even, like, I, I just don't think they had anything to them whereas the other characters did like the two the only two women in the movie are by far like the most underdeveloped characters like even it's like the only other character i I could think of that like has as little like going on with them is like the kid who's in like a few scenes who's Mm -hmm. awesome Mm -hmm. um but i think when you have someone with that much screen time in any movie you should i just I, i i just to me that's one area that fell short and if it wasn't Edgar Wright I think other people would be, there'd be a lot more think pieces and so shit about it. not having seen this movie I 100% agree with you that if it wasn't Edgar Wright this would be something that would be more people would be talking about I think like, so for sure but, but I, I still I still sit on the side of that's the story he wanted to tell I mean I just I, you can you can knock him for not telling a different story well, it's, but he shouldn't have to change his story. Well, I just because... I want to give a shit about the characters more, and it's hard to do that when you. I've gave plenty. I of mean, yeah, I, I, get shit about I get what you're saying, no. but there's other movies for that. This wasn't the movie for that. Yeah. And like, I know it's gonna sound shitty because you're talking about female characters, but this goes with any character in any movie. There's nothing wrong with having characters in your movies that are just window dressing so to speak like, like I, it, that's there's role players you know like i, I think she filled the role i think you're it. more upset because this lead actress you think is a better actress than what she was given yeah, i thought you could make that argument if she was someone also, you didn't know but also maybe you why don't, i'm not really familiar i think her performance is good but it's just 
I don't it, I would almost be more forgiving if um, the other supporting characters were written in a similar way. But, but uh, like I just I don't. Yeah. But that to me was like a huge something that I didn't like about it, and then also plays into something at the end that I think that I was kind of just disappointed in as far as being satisfied with specifically the last scene of the movie. I just see it as he was trying to homage the. So but like, why would you movie. homage like the shittier aspects but, of those movies? I, but that, that, that's not that's not a shitty aspect of the movie. That's yeah. just the stories that are it's being like, told. It's, it's like in the I feel like that's like the argument like, that Rick should have had a bigger role in the backseat because you know what I but mean. But he doesn't have any lines, and he's not someone that the main character is lusting after. Yeah, but she like, wasn't, why? Why does like I I think she wasn't the movie or show us like or at least show us like what is what does she see in in Baby too? Like, there's no. And it, it works fine. It's just I I wish that especially coming from Edgar Wright, like I, I wish he tried harder in that regard. Is it just I feel like no one was like, I get just, I, just I just felt like they saw each other and they just knew they were meant to for each other. That's kind of how I saw it. Like you know, like when I walked through that door and I saw her, I knew that was the one. I thought that was, you know, it was like that mentality of like classic. She just gave me an idea yeah. for a whole different topic for another day. I'm going to write this shit down. But I didn't, <laughs> well, but, and basically too, what it also comes down to, aside from some sort of conversation about representation, for me ultimately, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't. I didn't buy what he was selling in regards to that. Really, I get why it's and there. That's a that's a fair. That's what you have the movie for, but because there, to me, there's nothing from her point of view that explains why there's like it just didn't feel it's something that felt false to me in a movie that did a lot of things that felt really cool or fun or realistic um not realistic that's not the right term but um but feeding, yeah yeah because it'll right. be spoiler easier. time putting up the spoiler mark okay do that and okay. this can be in there too but i wanted to ask a specific question from somebody who hasn't seen this movie I, all of the other Edgar Wright movies that I've seen have like a very specific formula. Uh, the way that he tells his story, the the roller coaster ride, the highs, the lows, yeah. all that stuff. Is this does this deviate from that Edgar Wright formula? This I think because he's doing a genre movie. Does it deviate? Well, that's the thing. It, I would say it's it's Edgar Wright tackling a genre movie. So I would say for him, it's that I would say it's definitely his most uh, accessible movie. Like. Okay. It's one you could show, like, an older person, and they won't, like, their heads won't. It's like, I showed my grandma Scott Pilgrim, and, like, she just did not know how to take it. Okay. So, um, yeah. oh, right. So this in, one you can pretty much show, I think, anyone. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get it. They'll get yeah. it, and it won't be, like... And to me, is that a flaw of the movie? I don't know. Like, I think it's good that Edgar Wright's doing something That's why I feel like this was his, his, like, mainstream... A mainstream I think yeah, the movie definitely has a little bit of style to it, though. Like, it I, does. Not, right. Yeah, it like, does. I mean, I, you, you, say, you say that, but I don't know if, if I showed that movie... I feel like there'd be some parts where if I showed the movie to, say, my parents, or they'd think, like, little parts of the characters and some of it is a little weird. I mean, I still yeah. think it had... You know what I but mean? But I, I think compared to the other right movies... Yeah, sure, are, like, sure, sure. Think... Yeah, and I was specifically talking about not necessarily his filmmaking style, but his storytelling style is yeah. very formulaic. And, and well, yeah, and also, like, it's Which not... is not a bad thing, well, by the yeah, way. Well, yeah, with not this movie, it's, it's not... Love. It's mm-hmm. not that... The way that it's... In its story structure and stuff, it's very similar to your typical older, old-school high yeah, school, yeah. which is cool because you don't see them that much anymore. But to me, what makes it 
a good movie versus like just being a rehab it, it's edgar's style and the way he does like that's yeah. that's like he's uh it's he's his literal film someone style. actually someone maybe maybe i'm taking this uh from someone else but i thought it was a good way of uh edgar wright's basically uh michael bay except he applies his style to the story so it works <laughs> so like it's and i think that's like kind of a way of looking at it because he is it's very easy like and even with this movie which i didn't like as much as any of his others but i still liked a lot um he like the styles in service of something like okay. it's not just like like it's not like that shot in Pearl Harbor where like the cameras like the point of view is from the bomb being dropped. Um, whereas like when something when they, when Edgar Wright does something weird like that, it has a purpose that goes beyond like, hey, isn't this cool? And nine times out of ten, it's for comedic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he uses the camera to tell jokes, and yeah. I guess because this movie isn't as much like of a that, comedy, yeah. like there's not quite. Um, you know, you don't have a scene where like someone enters the room and the Seinfeld music comes on, like that part <laughs> in Scott Pilgrim. Um, so, speaking, so there's two things near the end of the movie that bug me. Um, All right, spoilers. Yeah, yes. spoilers, again. Um, how did, I guess, I'll, well, since we already talked about the women stuff, I guess we'll just get to that one first. Uh, how'd you guys feel about the very, very end of the movie, like the last scene? I haven't seen it, so you guys better um, pick it up. The very last scene. <laughs> well, I was seeing, the, I was thinking, I want to hear what yeah, you said. Okay. I mean, I didn't really have an issue with it. I think I that, know. I think it was just supposed, to, I mean, I even read something later that was supposed to be kind of ambiguous. Yeah. You know? I, you know, I just think, like, I, I don't think it worked. It didn't, like, ruin the movie by any means, but I kind of, like, I'm, even the way it was color tinted, I'm like, why? Well, I, I know why you're doing this, but, like. You want to? I got it. I, I, I wasn't pull up, into it. Pull up, pull up Bryce. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or do you mean pull a Bryce and drop it on the floor? What's the pull Bryce? I mean, it doesn't have to be taped to your hand to pull well, it. Yeah, Is that the Bryce we're talking about? Well, yeah. you no, play you've, done with it, 40 hands? you've done it before with just a regular beer where you dropped one and you picked it up and put it on the table and grabbed another one and put it on the table to and open that one. Up, and remember? then. No, but you, he was, you were in the middle of saying something. That was something. the 100th episode. So I yeah, he put, you put it down with intentions to open that one and then started talking again and reached over and grabbed the one you just dropped and went, uh, And I got another one because I dropped one. Right, yeah. Really? I don't remember that, but it's on tape. Oh, we were drunk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so wait, you guys play Edward 40 hands? I heard you sang something about something. We, we have before. We, we did, did that it. once and they weren't 40s. On the podcast? Or, yeah, yeah, we okay. did it once on the podcast. This video. Can, can we, yeah, can we do one with 40s sometimes? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, there was just the, the very end, I, I think it could have done with that, because what I liked about the movie, too, also that it did was, like, there were consequences to his actions, like, with, yeah. where he, I don't know why I'm still speaking vague, in vague terms, but, like, he actually, like, has to deal with, like, oh, yeah, you go to jail when you do this. Right. Um, but I, I think, like, the, I don't know, for me, the very last thing took away from that a little bit. Um, and I, it just seemed, I, it's, I, I, I didn't like the last. What would have been a better ending? Just without that. Any, and it just basically anything, it's not even that it's ambiguous. It's everything from like the execution of it. And just like, I would have rather just end the movie with him in jail or like running off even, which it's not that it, not it's not even it a matter of it being that definitive. Wasn't bad. Like I wasn't upset with the way it ended, mm -hmm. but I think it would have been better if they like left it. Like that, where they just mm. ride off and but, actually got away. But I kind of, I, I like him being, like, I like the, uh... It's a different 
thing you wouldn't but, expect. But then shooting it in the, that ambiguous way to make you think, oh, yeah. maybe this is in his head, or maybe I, I think, I, 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 I think he could have done something different. Not even necessarily definitive. Like he could have done an ambiguous ending. I just, I, I wasn't a fan of the last scene. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say it bothered me. I mean, especially because like. The, when they cut to that, it, he's like looking at a letter or a picture from her, right? Yeah. I'm and then yeah, he kind of he kind of like you know drifts off, and you're like, oh, this is him fantasizing yeah. about the day. And then they just put it. Then they put but, it into color, and you wonder, oh, maybe it's that day now. But I just I eh, I like, think I he could know. end the movie better. Um. Then my other thing near the end. Fuck no. Like get get out of here. Um. He really hated that ending. It's good because it was. It made you sad, right? Is that the reason? Another time. Yeah, that's that's a huge conversation. Um, so the other thing that really kind of bugged me, cause on one hand it was kind of cool, but also like I, <laughs> so the the villain of the movie is Kevin Spacey for most of it, and then near the end he he basically like lets them go and he's like, yeah, well you know you're in love, and then he just kind of lets them go. So you really on one see hand, him as a villain. Kinda, yeah. I don't know that I saw him as a villain. I don't really see him as a villain until he kind of, you know, turned the knob. Was like, all right, you're staying with you're gonna you're gonna do this thing for me. But even I would say he was kind of the bad guy, like not not like a mustache twirling villain. But to me, the the thing that I don't get the the way he was just like he doesn't love like the way he kind of just his character is like on one path for most of the movie, and then just like yeah, I was in love with him. Yeah, I should go. Like it was just. That's just such a weird choice that, like, almost I almost like because of how different it was, but like there was no like the the way like he was I kind of like what? But like maybe if they gave him some sort of like like it was just missing something to, like to... why he let him go like like he was in love before he was you know, yeah like I just don't but it, it felt still didn't, but still didn't bother it me felt like kind of un unearned and just like why why would he just suddenly not care oh look he's in love oh I get it now I feel like there was enough there and for me it was enough as subtle as it was when they do these heists or whatever and then everybody else would leave and then they would kind of leave together. They'd walk off together. I know they had like this whole deal that was going on, but I felt like that said enough to me where I felt like, oh, they've got more of a relationship than, yeah. than they're letting on. So to me, it wasn't so much like you're mine and I own you and like, oh, you're in love and letting you go. That's why I didn't really see him as a bad guy. See, I saw I, him I, as they both needed each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, but he was like, he was taking advantage of him. And I almost like, saw him as like another father figure. Well, no, I think that's how he plays it a little bit too, but like I just don't feel like, especially because he literally says like, Oh, you're in love. Like he has like that line where it's just like it felt it felt off to me, but at the same How time, how great of actor he is, I think he pulled it off. Yeah, he's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I think it was honestly just like for me. I, I don't just think took anyone it, else could have pulled that line off. I think right there, I think that cemented the fact that he kind of cared for him that more too, than just yeah. the agreement that you saw. So I don't think it was so much. Oh, I'm just gonna let you go. I think there was a more of a relationship there that maybe they That's didn't show to all of us, yeah. but I think they showed enough. I didn't, it, to well, Rick, I up on words, it. Rick. Just fucking words, bro. Just words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the other well, thing. Really well, no, uh, he was he was trying. I could see it in his face. He was trying to figure out how to say what he was trying to say, uh, and then you said it, out. and like he got like. It was like, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> Hot leg. Hot leg. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> Don't worry, it's ours. Don't worry about it. 
It's good shit, Rick. Like, I, I literally <laughs> saw a light bulb over yeah, your head when I said it. So, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely appreciate the criticism. I'm with you. It's absolutely not my favorite Edgar Wright movie. I mean, I like the movie, but it's yeah. not my favorite. Of course, um, I don't even need to see it. Awesome. What's, well, also you see it. worth noting, too, I believe this is the only one of Edgar Wright's feature films that he is the only writer on. Yes. Oh, really? Which maybe is why his other movies didn't have the same issues that I see. Oh, he had, he always had someone else made. or like a source material in the case of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Right. Um, and maybe he did have another screenwriter. But either way, like, I do wonder if maybe that's because most of my issues do come down to it's in the writing stage of everything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anything is the writing is very good. It's right. like, it's to have very specific. So I do yeah. wonder like if that's a big part of it. Um, and, uh, and he's also like, yeah, he was trying to make this movie forever, too. Yeah. yeah. But, but still, overall, I'd recommend it. I'll definitely recommend yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, steer clear from that. Just... You should watch it, Mike. Okay. I'll, I'll catch it on cable or something, probably, then. I mean, did it just... I know you like Edgar Wright. Did yeah. it just not interest you? Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you, I was gonna ask if you heard or saw the episode where we talked about it. I think so. But, oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I said... No. It wasn't on here. I said it somewhere else. It was on. But yeah, you can catch like the first five or six minutes of the movie. I because Dan Herman was like, "Oh, gonna go see Baby Driver." So or maybe it was Josh. It was one Josh or Dan, and I said, "You know, a trailer. There has not been a trailer in a long time that has put me off from seeing a movie like the trailer for this one." That's interesting because I believe people don't people generally. I haven't seen the trailer, but don't people generally like that trailer? Or no, I only showed you. I, I've seen trailers. I watch television, and here, here, I just I watch the trailers that are the ones I've come across, and I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Here's here's Fucking, thanks, but no thanks. I'll here's, pass. Here's what I'll say to that, uh, and it's funny. I can't say that the trailer sucked me in either. I honestly, I saw the trailer and I was like, huh, like I'm gonna see this because it's Edgar Wright, yeah. and I like him enough to where I want to see his stuff, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good, but. When I first saw the trailer, and I was hyped to see the trailer, I saw it, and I did see both trailers too. I was kind of like, "That's you know what I mean." Like, and I even I remember even I like I think I watched the trailer with Annie too, and like she just kind of sat there and didn't really react to it. Like, it I was, can't say the trailer did it for me either. So I see where he's coming from. So it was one of those things where I was like, I I saw. So I think you guys might have watched the trailer on the show when I wasn't here. I I definitely didn't watch that um, on the show. No, we watched okay, it on no. the show. No, I didn't. No. Sure, we watched it on uh-huh. the show. Well, it wasn't me either. Um, might have been you and Bryant that time. And it was just you and Bryant. Oh, maybe. Um, but yeah, so like, I was watching Monday Night Raw one night, and I was fast forwarding through the commercials, and I saw the title card come up, and I was like, oh shit, I need to rewind and watch this trailer. This is new Edgar Wright. Fuck yeah. <sighs> and I sit there and I'm watching it, and I was like, and like, it wasn't even like, well, it doesn't feel like an Edgar Wright trailer. Like, I watched it, and like, it, it literally put me off from wanting to see that movie. I was like, I really don't want to see this movie based on the trailer. Yeah, see, it didn't do that to me, but I had a similar reaction. Similar in the sense of, like, if I didn't didn't know who Edgar Wright was, I don't know that I would have seen the movie. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? My my love for Edgar Wright and the things he does and the way he tells stories and his visual style are the only thing that are keeping me, like... I should probably go catch this when well, it's in the dollar theater. I feel like I I, I uh, say this every single time I'm on a podcast because everyone always says it's just, trailers are lies. No, I no, I know. Like, that. I get that. I, and I think especially in Edgar Wright, 
if any like kind of filmmaker is gonna earn your trust of like literally say the trailer was him taking a shit like you should it's probably gonna be worth watching Edgar Wright take a shit because he'll do it in some inventive way yeah yeah yeah, I get that but and I'm with you I'm I'm with that with trailers too like I'll watch the first trailer for something and if it pulls me in I won't watch anything else because I know I want to see that movie this one literally was I was I literally turned around and go I looked at my wife and go, I don't want to see that fucking movie. (laughs) You know what's interesting that I've just been thinking about too, maybe maybe I'm way off. There's few filmmakers too, like Edgar Wright. I don't think anyone dislikes him or his movie. It's just there's people who are obsessed with his stuff and there's people who just think that it's fine. Yeah. But I pretty much how often do you ever hear someone being like, Yeah, I don't like Edgar Wright's movies? Like you never hear it. You know what though? Which is weird because he's so distinct. I think we're we might be a different class as far as that goes because i also think there's just as many people that look at sean of the dead and hot fuzz and think those are simon pegg movies and don't know who edgar Wright is. that's yeah. very possible yeah. too. Yeah. but with that said though any even in filmmaking communities like there's very few like you could bring up spielberg and someone will find a way to talk shit scorsese right. they'll be like well he hasn't made any but like and maybe it's because edgar Wright's still i mean smaller young, sample size but yeah but yeah. like i can't think of anyone else with that much consistent goodwill and even like yeah and it's like every time one of his movies comes out like and people are behind him somewhere it's great for him but um yeah this is his most successful like it was the most successful successful, commercial movie yeah yeah. um i think as far as opening weekend goes and it makes sense too because it's like the least weird yeah but it's um, um yeah and i think uh I don't think the trailer captured the movie, in my opinion, for me. Mm-hmm. Well, also, what's interesting, though, now, bringing it back to that, how much do you think that trailer played into this being his most commercially <laughs> successful <laughs> movie? You know what I mean? Cause, like, so I'm not laughing at you, right? Yeah. I'm laughing at Rick. Oh, pretend it's me. I had a great comment. Did Rick just, like, vomit? <laughs> yeah, basically. Why? Uh, he went and took a drink, and I think the bubbles got him. And ah, okay. <laughs> blew it. <laughs> Like, the trailer was dumbed down enough. Well, that's the thing. Like, I wonder how much there that played trailers, into it doing domestic well. Domestic and international. I yeah. did not like the domestic trailer. Mm-hmm. International, international. But where it's doing well is dom- domestically is yeah. where it's been doing yeah, pretty well. Yeah, because it was a very domestic trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you think about something like Scott Pilgrim that made, like, no money. And you wonder... I don't remember the trailers for that, but I'm sure... I have a feeling they were probably pretty fucking weird. And that might have made someone like us excited to see it, but then you think uh, Joe, average moviegoer, they want to see the dumb down bullshit. Um, yeah. But it, it is interesting, um, but also kind of not surprising that this is like his most commercially successful. Thing. I think it's cool for him. Yeah, like, as long know, as he gets yo, to bro, keep make making that money, shit. collect that check, yeah. keep telling me stories. The thing I don't like is apparently the studio or whatever is already trying to see if he's interested in making a sequel. That's what they're gonna. Dude, anytime something makes money and don't worry they'll they'll want to make a sequel they'll put way too much money into it and it won't make its money back because it's well yeah, also they're gonna go way too overboard i right. would say edgar wright might be at a place in his career where he might control the sequel rights to some extent maybe not but he he might be just big enough where it's like yeah he it's not gonna happen without his blessing but right, then also right. he might take like a i think it's john carpenter says it like who also has a similar thing. He's like, why am I going to tell them no? I get a paycheck for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So Maybe. And he also walked away from Ant-Man when it didn't yeah. meet his creative yep. direction. So, But, yeah, and that was... 
yeah, that that's also like he he got on board with Marvel, I guess, kind of too soon. Like, I bet you if he had the chance to do Ant Man after Marvel had been making movies for a few years, um, and he kind of hurt. Like, I don't think, like, I I don't think he would have even gotten involved with Marvel at this point, um, because he because I think he started on Ant Man like ridiculously or like yeah. Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. after Cap, but before Avengers. I feel like they announced his involvement of very like yeah in the aughts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so overall, I think it's uh, at least go see it. Right, well, like I said, if it's at Dollar Theater, which it will be eventually, and don't have anything else going on, I'll, I might go I see it there. But I think it. I'll probably end up just waiting until. Look, I, I like the movie. I like I like the movie a lot. I'm not going to sit here and say that you absolutely have to go to the theater and fucking go see it yeah. as soon as you can. Like, it will play better in a theater than not. I think it would. I mean, to be I honest, think a lot I think do. every movie plays better yeah. in the yeah. theater than it does at home. Like, last night I saw a ghost story, which I thought was really solid. Um, but that movie, like, if you're watching at home with any distractions whatsoever, like, you're not going to get it, and you're not going to fucking... There's also, like, a three- or four-minute scene of uh, Rooney Mara eating a pie in, like, two... Ta- it's, like, two shots of her just eating, and it kind of works. It's a little much, but, um, yeah. but like, that movie, for example, I just... I flat-out think, unless you've seen it before or have really good discipline, it's not going to work at home right. at all. All right. Cool. So, next topic... Yeah. Glow. Glow. Um, Everyone's glowing for glow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the original uh, <laughs> I will glow wrestlers scenes. are not. Yeah. Oh yeah, you haven't finished, huh? Okay. I will uh, bid adieu. Wait, will... you're just leaving? Yeah. Because Yeah. Oh spoil. yeah, we're talking about we're spoiling. It. I thought oh, you'd yeah. seen. A, uh, oh, so we're. You saw six oh, episodes. I didn't even know this was a show that you could really spoil, but okay. I mean, if he's, in it, if he's in it for the storytelling. No, but still, like, yeah, what, it's what's going to happen? Let me, but let me know I'll let you know. Okay. We'll go, I'll go knock first. So we'll that's all we have to do to get rid of Rick? Yeah. Talking yeah. about something he hasn't finished yet. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, not everybody's glowing for glow. Really? Some of the original cast from the original series mm. um, are... So they're taking... They have beef with parts of the show that have nothing to do with the show, which is hilarious. It's like... Oh, that's not our story. And it's like, yo, it wasn't going to be your story. Your story got told with the documentary. Have you yeah. watched the documentary? I haven't heard it's very good. Which yeah. is like, the documentary is why the show even exists. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. I haven't um, seen that yet either. It's on Netflix. Yeah. You guys should watch it. Um, yeah, so they're like, oh, hey, you know, this has nothing to do with us. You know, our, you know, the guy running the show wasn't a cokehead. And it's like, yeah, we know. We know that. This was never portrayed as... I can understand why they're upset yeah. if they thought it was going to be a biopic of sorts. Say, it's not even sold as like the real story But it's not at exactly. all. Yeah, it's, it's not sold as that. I also think I would get that more if the documentary didn't exist before it. Right. Yeah. But it fucking did. Right. Um, so, whatever. Also, I want to bring up something that's really dope. Uh, one of our videos, the, where we watched the trailer for Glow, uh, has a comment on it. Who it looks like from somebody who Is was on really, the original. Really heard, do we know? So here's the thing. I was like, well, that's weird because I recognized the, the her real name because I was a huge fan of Glow growing up and all that stuff. And me being the fucking wrestling dork that I am, I look shit up when when I when it became a thing. You could look shit up. So kind of knew who people portraying these characters were. Um, it's a really fucking random pool from that show to pretend to be 
on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. Has, has having an account to like something or comment on something. It's a very fucking random person to be like. So I feel like it's real. Okay. I'm going to tell myself yeah, it's real. Enjoy it. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, Adam Carolla liked one of our Instagram yeah. posts or yeah. videos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. And it's know, actually right? the Adam Carolla Instagram account. Yeah. We look to make sure. But yeah. Nice. So yeah. Uh, the woman who played Roxy on the original Glow watched our video and commented on it. That's cool. And said she liked it. And I was like, thanks. That's great. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I think it has almost a thousand views, by the way. Is, really? Yeah. That video? That video. Wow. Um, so going into the show now. So that's the beef some people have. is like, oh, this isn't telling our story. But it was never sold as telling their story. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Bryce, the documentary is out there if you want that story. And it's yeah. a fucking amazing documentary. And if you've watched the show... You should watch the documentary. Um, and you should try and go find some old Glow DVDs that are sold out everywhere now, by the way. I saw hilarious. Some, I love it. I saw somewhere online. Yeah. They have, well, it was just streaming, like, the pilot of Glow. Yeah. It was just on there. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but it's there. Um, you can find all that. So yeah. it's funny because when we talked about the trailer, I mentioned Tina Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to go back and watch some of that stuff. So I YouTube, you know, Glow, Tina Ferrari. Nothing would come up. Now... Fucking full matches, compilations, so music videos, just everything is there now. So you, you watched can find wrestling it. for a while, right? Well, as a kid, yeah, I, I grew out of it like very, pretty much right as I started high school. Like I was a hundred percent out. Like, what's like, the last era of wrestling you remember watching? Uh, fuck. Uh, like Steve Austin. Yeah, Steve Austin. Do you remember beyond that? You know who Ivory probably. is? No. Okay. Not by name. I thought I'd bring it up because I never yeah. to watch. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Let's talk about the show. Sure. Um, when we watched the trailer, I talked about how I was kind of skeptical going in because I didn't know what they were going to, how they were going to be telling the story, what story they were telling. I wasn't delusional enough to think it was going to be like a biopic, like a 10-episode yeah, yeah, yeah. biopic or anything like that. But I was wondering what they would keep, what they would embellish. And like overall, I was super happy with the final product. Like There's characters on that show that are specifically callbacks to characters from the original series and then there are some that are like amalgamations of characters and i think they did all the women on the show did an excellent job both acting and in the ring uh and i really liked all the cameos from professional wrestlers which yeah. you and i will talk get into yeah. but how did you like overall how did you feel about the, sh- the season i liked it a lot yeah. um i don't think i don't know if i loved it quite as much as mo- most because people are raving about it like it's the next, like, I don't know what, with that's, I like it a lot. Like, I don't have really any issue. I know it took me a few episodes to, where I, the first few episodes, I'm like, this is alright, good. And then, by like the third or fourth episode, I'm like, alright, I'm watching all of this yeah. in a row. And, yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, as someone who's pretty detached from wrestling the last very many years, it didn't matter. Like, it was good storytelling. It's funny, it was interesting. The characters had a lot going on. It shot well. <laughs> Uh, the wrestling feels authentic. Yes. Um, yes, it does. And you could, um, yeah, Allison Brie sex scene in the first episode, um, which yeah. like normally I can't highlight, but she's like, there's occasionally just like an actress where you're like, oh, you're never going to see that person do yeah. it. And then sure enough, she's, anyway. But aside from all that, just really <laughs> The fucking... show taught us that Allison Brie has a very specific mold that I don't think we knew she had. <laughs> yeah, except Dave Franco knew, but yeah. 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 So, yeah, overall, super impressed. Uh, Mark Maron's perfect in his role. Like, 
that's the one thing that people have been hyping up where it's like, yeah, no, that's definitely like true. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes because like you know, knowing it was from some of the people involved with Orange is the New Black and Weeds, yeah. like it definitely feels a little similar to those things, but it's different enough. Um, it gave and, off a big orange vibe yeah. to me, just the the camaraderie with the women. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the and but which is one of the things they kept from like I, we talked about. Yeah, like that story is a lot of those women were going to the original auditions for Glow to beat out other actresses or yeah. other models to get a role on something that was going to be weekly, and then fell in love with wrestling and in turn fell in love with the aspect of being, you know, a group working together for a common goal, which. They fucking nail and on this show, great, man. Great period detail without feeling over the top as well. Right. Like, like real subtle 80s if, stuff. Yeah. If, if they didn't go too over the top with it, which I really dug, like you said, because if you're watching it, it does not feel like a period piece. And then there's things where like, oh, yeah. They can't just call it. They can't just look at their phone and figure something out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the future seasons go now that, because basically the whole season, not to spoil it anyway, but is leading up to the first match. So like what happens, I'm curious to see what the show will be like when the wrestling has to be a more regular part of it. Like, will they do a Friday Night Lights where it's kind of there, but not really, like I would assume. That's how I would see it. But at the same time, the way they shoot the wrestling is in a way that they clearly care about. Not that Friday Night Lights didn't care about the football, but, um... You can tell they put a lot into getting the wrestling right. Yeah. So it, but I liked it quite quite a lot. You brought up Mark Maron, and like I'm not a fan of Mark Maron. Of course. And I'm I'm like the guy on the in the planet on the planet that doesn't like Mark Maron. There's never, a lot of people never who have weird issues. I like him, but I get when people have issues. So I like him in this because, to me, in this he's just playing a fucking Dennis Farina character. And if Dennis Farina was still alive, he would be playing that character. Uh, like, <laughs> damn, you really fucking would be. He's I didn't just, even think about that. He's just Dennis Farina, and Dennis Farina is one of my favorite character actors. God damn! Like, <laughs> I, got, I just I need to look like mustache, yeah, the hair. The fucking he's mustache. just Dennis Farina, which is amazing. Because he he really, I love Dennis Farina. Oh god. Uh, so in turn, I like Mike Man on this show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the first thing. And damn it, he would be perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna always perfect. see him as that now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like um, I forgot he died. Yeah. The other rock and peace. Yeah, for sure. Um, but overall, you liked it as well. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, thought it was really good. It was really enjoyable, and I mean, fuck, man, like it was just, it was from when I could not sleep at night. It was just so nice to have like, oh, cool, yeah. I got this ten episode thing I can watch. And also, like, for a non-straightforward comedy, for it, to, I think it works very well as a half-hour show. Yeah. Like, if, if it was an hour, I don't think it would have worked as well as it does. Like, right. And also, I like that they go longer when they need Because that's to. What's, not, what's nice about Netflix shows is it's a true half-hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. You sometimes forget, like, oh, this is just a half-hour. Well, that's because when you're watching something on TV, it's, it's like really 22 minutes. minutes. And so even HBO was guilty of that sometimes, where like their half-hour shows would really fall short, yeah. too. Also, I gotta get on my soapbox every chance I get to talk about this. Emmys, stop dividing yeah. between comedy and drama. Just do half-hour, hour. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. All your problems will be solved yeah. with people like positioning Transparent as a comedy just because it will win more awards. It's like, half, just half-hour, hour, hour. Boom. Like, even that, like, it wouldn't solve everything, but it's just, like... Yeah. 
Stop it. I hear you. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, Half asshole. There's a funny thing, like, in this episode, or in the first episode, uh, when she goes to the audition, and he's looking at me, he's like, you know, like, sometimes I look at you, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, you're hot. And then other times I look at you, I'm like, no, no thanks, I'll pass. <laughs> and it's funny, because as he was doing that, I was I was thinking the exact same <laughs> yep, thing. Yep. And I always think that about Alice and Brie. I'm not saying she's not attractive, because she is. Well, I, and I thought I really that, dig, especially on this I really show. Well, no, I think her, this show made her yeah, a gorgeous um, woman, like, average enough. Like, I yeah. actually, and part of it's because of how good she is as an actress, too, but, like, where, like, yeah. you get why she's not that hot chick. Yeah, yeah. And, like, sometimes, yeah, sometimes in movies you gotta, like, yeah. I like that they kind of acknowledge it and they play it just because that's what I... My favorite lines on the show were the ones that directly tied to that. Like, when he when he fires her, essentially, and he goes, he's got here. And she goes, why? And she goes, he goes I don't know, because I don't like your face or your ass. Or maybe I like them too much. I don't fucking know. Just oh, get out of right, here. Right, right. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I really, like, I was thinking, that scene happened and I go, I was thinking the exact same thing, perfect. I can't say it wasn't that moment, but I mean, the yeah. whole show I found myself yeah. wrestling with that. I'm just like, huh. And when she gets into full character at the end, the yeah. whole Zoya yeah. the Destroyer character, I was like, wow, you are fucking hot. Oh yeah, she definitely. I also like that. how her character's written the way she plays it, where she's like, kind of really fucking annoying. So like, you you totally get yeah, really why she gets on everyone's, but it, it's yeah. like, but it's not in a way where yeah. it makes you want to not watch the show. Yes. But it, it just, it adds the believability of everything that's because, going on. Like, again, there's a term that I don't want to use because she's not no slurs. She's not the villain in this show. Yeah. Uh, there is no villain in yeah. this show. But the way the writing was, the first, like, three three episodes really don't fucking like her mm. at all. And then the second three episodes, I really, really hated Debbie. And then the last thing is, like, I'm cool with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. well written the way it was, like, okay, you're not supposed to like her now. Also. And now you can like her. And now everybody's cool. And yeah. I, I love, to it. I guess it was it, is any either one of the last episodes with, um let's just say the reveal with the one character in relation to Mark Marin yeah. character, like the way he's also in the same scene, he said something like about her being eight, like, is she even like anything? He's like, well, you know, he, like, it was, they wrote that in such a scummy way. And then to have that reveal happen, right. Yeah. That, it was perfect. Yeah. Cause it was already really like uncomfortable. <laughs> and then the reveal just made it like, holy yeah. shit. And also they used Back to the Future in a way that didn't feel like an easy 80s trip. Like, the payoff for all that yeah, Back to the Future like talk was the so very, good. The very first time he brings that up, I was like, oh my god, that is the best Back to the Future reference yeah. I've ever seen in something. And then the pay when you get the yeah, fucking payoff, yeah. I was like, so god damn it, that's amazing. Because to me, that's like that and like maybe like E.T. or something is like your easy way to, or like reference a John Hughes movie. Like, that's yeah. how you like half-ass an 80s reference. But yes. then they built it up and then when she find out like it's like oh it's fucking good yeah um but yeah man i really liked the show uh i thought they treated the wrestling aspect with enough respect to where people who really like wrestling aren't going to be offended by it yeah, but it also was not the focus of the show yeah. which is another thing i'm cool with like your um, mom could watch this show like granted it's like my, a little dirty at times but like is watching yeah, show. yeah exactly yeah. yeah you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this show it's super well written I think that's the one thing you have yeah. to nail home to everybody. You know, I, I think it sucks that you have to say that though. It fucking sucks. It does. What I have to do with Friday Night Lights all the time though. Be like, I don't like football, and yeah. it's my favorite thing. Um, but 
but yeah, even this though, like I, th I think it's a very accessible, not without like being like in a shitty commercial way, but like where I just, yeah, I can't imagine anyone like not liking it. I can see people not, cause like even for me, I, I didn't, I don't think it's like the best new show of the last ten years, right? But it's so good, it's so good. I yeah, think it's really good. I think their explanation of wrestling is really well done. I think I might I might be less enthused if it was something that took place now as opposed to something in the eighties because. The way they describe professional wrestling in that was fourth episode or whatever, when they go to the live event it was and they explain it, yeah. she and it clicks and she fucking gets it. It was perfect for that era yeah. of wrestling. The absolutely perfectness yeah. of it all, like that yep. was that era, man. Yeah. That was that era. They really did. How about that. fucking Alex Riley nailing that monologue? Like he was good. so Alex Riley, the guy who played Steel Horse. Okay. His real name's not Alex Riley. He wrestled as Alex Riley and. He's somebody that Bryce and I were huge fans of, mm -hmm. but early in his early in his run, uh, couldn't get out of his own way long enough to make something of his career. Yeah, and then uh, when he finally was smart enough to go, hey, I should probably get out of my own fucking way because I think I could be a star. Because he could have been a huge fucking star. It was too late. Yeah, um, and he's not that old. He's like no. 31, 32 or something yeah. like that. He's still relatively young. But he scorched enough earth early on with the yeah. wrong people to where nothing's going to happen for him. Uh, but one of the things that he was always super strong in was his verbal storytelling. Mm. Not necessarily cutting a wrestling promo and getting you wanted to go watch him get his ass kicked or watch him go beat somebody up. But it was just his verbal skills. Uh, Those shine yeah. through all the way back when he was like with Miz or whatever. You well, know? Even on when he was even on, on, on NXT, NXT season. Yeah. yeah, the earlier NXT. Yeah, and he played a very stereotypical frat boy character yeah. in wrestling for a little while and but it was not the content of his his promos or his interviews or the way he talked it was the way he said things that engaged you not what he was saying which is a lost art in wrestling a lot of people think all wrestlers do is scream and yell at each other this Sunday I'm gonna whip your like that's I not again it. very stereotypical for the 80s yeah but not it's just not the way wrestling is right um but Alex Riley was great. I can't even remember his real name. Kyle? Or oh God, something? I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's he's in it, and the guy he wrestles in that sequence, uh, his name is Joey Ryan, and he's on uh, Lucha Underground, which is a television show that is a soap opera that where the conflict resolution is wrestling. It very takes that old school 80s style of, of wrestling and brought it to modern day. With a very um, uh, grindhouse-ish feel, so if you haven't watched Lucha Underground, you should check it out. I think you'd like that too. Correct. Um, and like some of the other wrestlers, like it was cool seeing Frankie and Daniels in there. Yeah, I uh, thought that was awesome. Um, Brodus. Yeah, Brodus Clay and Carlito. Carlito's fucking jacked right now, man. Carlito. Why, why do I not remember seeing Carlito? He was the other brother. That was fucking Carlito. That was Carlito. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Maybe because his hair, was his hair? His hair was just big. It was the way it was. You should have recognized him right away. But not? you know why? It's because he's like 220 pounds right now and fucking ripped. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, but yeah, you know, the only wrestling appearance in that thing that I did not like was fucking John Morrison because he's terrible. Yeah. His delivery was so bad. I don't know who it is. Uh, he was the first trainer. Salty McNutt or whatever. Trainer. The guy with the beard and the long hair. Maybe I remember a little bit. And when, uh, it's been a minute. By that, I yeah. mean like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah. We're done. 
But yeah, he he was the only one not good. Yeah, he wasn't. But all the other Russell cameos were great. Um, I really liked. Uh, well, she played Kia Stevens played her character really perfectly. Great. Yeah, perfect. Really she good. looks great. She's lost she does. a lot of weight. She looks great. Welfare I, queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, listened, saw, well, I listened to her on WTF with Mark Merritt okay. like a week ago. Okay. I actually found myself. I was watching her on this, and I'm just like, man, like, mm-hmm. why do you not seem intimidating anymore? Part of it was her character. Yeah. And then who she was around, and so I actually had to Google her as a wrestler again and be yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. you know. But yeah, like, it, I don't know. She's not that old either, is she? She's young. Yeah. She uh, she's she has a she's crazy. Done. I know, I know. She has a fucking crazy life story too. She's like a social worker for a while. Her house burnt down twice while she was like growing up mm-hmm. in two separate incidents. Um, she at one point like made money renting vending machines to build it. Like she had just like a. Yeah pretty crazy life story um it is super smart and interesting not to mention that when she finally got her big break with yeah. wwe she uh found out she was pregnant yeah and had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and yeah. it had nothing to do with the miscarriage and nothing to do with wrestling yeah so when that scene happens in that second or third episode yeah. or whatever i was I, like i kind of wish fuck. i knew that but i'm maybe it's good that i didn't know that until yeah. after i thought it was really really crazy yeah but like yeah um but so the beef I have with her I have nothing to do with her as a performer, as a wrestler, or her as uh, an actress in this show. It has to stem. It stems from other things, uh, not wrestling related, that are not worth getting into. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if yeah. I even know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe yeah. I have no idea what you yeah. Again, I'll talk, I'll talk to you guys. I should know, right? Is it like yeah. a weird political thing or something? Sort of, but not really. Uh, it's right. not political, but it is down that road. I'll talk to you guys about it later. It's not worth talking about because it's very negative, and I want to be real positive because this show... <laughs> this is going to make me not like her? Was fu- no, I don't think so. Okay. I'm a weird stickler when it comes to things like that. No. Okay. Where if you put me off, I'm not going to be in your corner again mm-hmm. kind of thing. But she's she's amazing on the show. She's great. I thought all the girls were great. Is that um, a meme that I see? And yeah, I just uh, yeah. really dug it all the way through, man. And the the way they build it to the box. final sequence. This is boxer. Yeah, the way they build to the final sequence and the storytelling of uh, where they they swerve everybody at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the pretty much all the hiccups along the way. Like a lot of times when you watch movies or TV shows, you're like, all right, I don't really feel this is realistic, but who cares? It's good. This show, yeah. a lot of, like, the bumps in the road yeah. felt real. Yep. Um, like, having a place to do it. Yeah. Um, things like that. Like, it just, it, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Glowing um, for the glow. So. Glowing. If, if they do a second season, they, they that'll, do a second season. that'll be awesome. Um, the show's just, doing well. Yeah, I know, but the, the story that they told. And I think when. We're done spoiling. And I so. think with Mark Maron's character when he hung himself in the last episode. <laughs> it's really. What? So the. Um, where I was going to go with this is like. I don't want this to be a Mighty Ducks thing. Or a fucking like I brought up when we watched the Pitch Perfect 3 trailer or a Pitch Perfect thing where it's like. Oh no! We forgot how to be good at wrestling. We need to be better at it again. How are we going to get there? Yeah. Like, I don't fucking want that. Yeah. The, yeah, that'll suck. And. Well, I don't know how Glow came to an end, but I'd imagine it's probably something that could be interesting. Um, no, because it really it didn't did, like fall, like just ratings or something. It just and, ended up being a wrestling show with characters, so yeah, it's okay. like that's not going to be super entertaining. That but it's not going to be super entertaining over. because the whole thing was this was like again the wrestling was secondary. It was all the behind the scenes. Yeah. It was the camaraderie. It was the character yeah. and, and quote real life interactions with the people that made this show interesting. 
not necessarily the wrestling aspect. Yeah. And now that they've got to the wrestling part, it makes it very difficult to not tell that same story again. So we'll see. Yeah. I think they I think they I think they'll do like a Friday Night Lights thing like you said. I think they did enough to where they established all these characters in season one to where they'll find some new story to have going on with them behind the scenes yeah. or whatever and the wrestling will be the backdrop. Well and the great thing too, like as a screenwriter too, you learn this early on, like we always what's always helpful, especially towards like a climax something, getting an excuse to get all your characters together. Yeah. So since they have an excuse to have these people in the same room once per episode, or the thing is they could do an episode where like there's no wrestling. Like it doesn't I mean like yeah. the way it's set up, like it almost doesn't matter. But I'm pretty confident that they'll deliver the goods. Yeah. Sucks about Marin's character though being gone. Yeah, I know, right? What are they gonna do now? Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I I really, really liked it. Um, the, oh, the last thing I want to talk about with Glow is in something in relation to, to this show that is probably just going to be a discussion here with Bryce and myself because it comes back to wrestling. Um, I'm super, <laughs> yeah. super sick and tired of the, this is the best thing to ever happen to wrestling uh. that's non-wrestling, that has nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah. And yes, the wrestling is part of this show, but this show is amazing, would be amazing without any wrestling whatsoever. Yeah. Because of the writing and the characters that we just talked about. So, people who say that every like, time something like this happens, it's this is the best thing to happen to wrestling since the boom period of the 80s or the attitude era, and it's always shit that has nothing to do with fucking wrestling. Yeah. It happened with the movie The Wrestler, and now it's happening with Glow, and it's like, no, you know what the best thing about wrestling is? enjoying wrestling yeah that's the best thing about it well and it's simple you could say that but like people who are watching glow aren't going to turn on monday night raw and be a fan so exactly. i mean what's your fucking argument at that point like that's like that movie uh, uh trouble with the curve with clint eastwood that'd be mm -hmm. like saying this is the best thing to fucking happen to baseball since breaking yeah. the whole single season home run record baseball it's a good movie that happens to have some well, baseball in it well, like i think there's like it definitely probably helps wrestling in some way because there are going to be probably a few people who yes but it's, it's the it. hyperbole that yeah quote right industry professionals start talking about yeah the only thing that's going to save wrestling would be wrestling exactly yeah. Yeah. it's not going to be a fucking tv show because even if or a sitcom or a movie even if people turn on wrestling after watching glow they're going to turn it right off if they weren't fans at all i mean maybe it piques their interest enough to be like let me see what this is about but they're not going to get glow unless unless they turn it on where they happen to be debuting a character and they watch that character grow and they only watch it for that character but wrestling is such now to where they don't even have they don't even do that anymore because they do all of that on another show that's not on network television. They do all that character development on their network on their show NXT where they build these characters up, then they move them to the main roster, yeah. and the people who are wrestling fans already know this character, so they don't have to start over from square one. Yeah, that doesn't stop them from doing it all the time, but it's not a necessity anymore. So unless you happen to turn it on and you see the very beginning of a character and it intrigues you, then maybe I watched wrestling because I watched Glow and now I'm a fan because I saw the introduction of a character and watched it grow. But you're not gonna you're not gonna get that. As much as people like to claim, oh wrestling, they treat their fans like idiots and every week is well if you've never seen wrestling before, here's the backstory. <laughs> That's not how it happens. No. That's not what they do. Yeah. And 
that's the only way you're going to get invested is if you find a character that you like on the ground floor and become a fan of it. Yeah. So the best thing to happen to wrestling that's not wrestling is not the thing. It's not going to help wrestling. Right. Maybe you watch something like Glow and it can open someone's mind a little bit to be like, oh, there's more to wrestling yeah. than I thought. Maybe I'll watch the show and like come at it with a different perspective. Like, oh, that's fake. They're not really fighting. Like, why do you watch this? You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe you get that. But to say that's the best thing to happen. Well, like, I could I also know. see it being a thing, too, that gets someone who is into wrestling a lot that backed off to like check it out again. Right. Maybe. So that's that's the other thing. That's like the say. extent of it. This is, what, this is what could happen. Somebody who was a fan of wrestling in the 80s sees glow and it's like oh shit yeah man i used to love wrestling oh man wwe has their own network it's 10 bucks a month i mean why not i do netflix already let yeah. me give them 10 bucks and watch the old stuff i used to watch and then on that network on that service they have these super awesome comprehensive comprehensive documentary pieces about the actual people that are playing these characters and the growth of those characters where you could get in and, and watch this thing it's an hour-long or a 45-minute-long thing about this wrestler named Finn Balor that tells his story about how he grew up in Ireland, and he went to Japan when he was 16, and then finally got a job with WWE. He's 32 now, and he's finally got a job with WWE, and now he's on the main roster, and he's one of the most popular guys on the show. You can watch that hour-long documentary and be like, I'm watching Monday Night Raw because I want to see Finn Balor. Yeah. But you have to have that primer, or you're just going to be like, why are these sweaty dudes play fighting? If, you, if that's the stance you take about wrestling, that's the stance you're always going to have. No matter what. So, I'm, I, it's true. I hate that shit, man. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Did you watch the Kurt Angle one yet? Yeah. I did. It's really it's good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for Glow. Yeah. Um, Whoa! We can save the last thing <sighs> to another, for another week. So, the video game thing? Yeah. yeah. Hey, can I? Can we so, an hour 40 I'm just curious, time. though, you guys. Um, so... This year for movies, I felt was granted. I saw a lot less, especially like during the couple months around when I was moving than I normally would. But I thought it was starting off kind of weak. I started really strong with Get Out coming out so early in the year and being like a masterpiece. But um, I felt the last few weeks, I feel like I've seen a lot of just great movies from all over the spectrum between. Uh, Baby Driver, the new Spider-Man movie, which me and Rick have to brawl over. Um, we just video you guys fuck A this ghost fighting. story, um, Landline, and what was the... Oh, The Big Sick, which is like my favorite movie of the year so far that I think you all should watch and in theaters, because it, it's amazing. Um, but like, I can't remember a time other than maybe around Oscar season where there's been this many good movies like in like this tight of a time frame and there's stuff that i haven't seen yet that i've heard is quite good um like the beguiled um and some others but anyway just want to say i think we're in one of those little time periods especially with the hype that's oh, been oh, going oh. with war apes and uh the new dunkirk like that's all within the next couple like i think this might be on track to be one of the better months for movies hmm. in a very very long time i think I kind of have the opposite opinion. <laughs> but have you seen it? Have you seen it? Well, but but let me put it more in the, the in the side of like, from a very basic level, like, in terms of summer blockbusters, I feel like this is a weak summer. I feel like there's I no. Don't think did so. you see I Wonder like, Woman? No. Like, like that's like I'm not basing it off stuff that I've seen, but I feel like. I, I feel be... like lately summers happen and like I feel like there's so many movies coming out that I want to see and a lot of it has to do with me because like I'm not someone that that was probably gonna want to go see Wonder Woman on my yeah. own or Spider-Man so that probably has more to do with me for me I guess so I should rephrase yeah. that 
I feel like this summer is a little weak as far as like yeah. I, I just think, don't feel like there's so many things coming out. I think I there see. is though, because like there's so we got Planet of the Apes this weekend. Next weekend's a new Chris Nolan movie. Uh, what there's some shit in right August here. too that's pretty we're, big. We're only five weeks in to Fantasy Movie League, and everybody's already knocking on a billion dollars. Well, I'm not talking like, about the money. It, it, it's people are. It's not even about. It's that people. That's translating to people are going and seeing you know, movies. Right. When I also think like, you guys have to realize I'm talking purely from the perspective of holy shit, it's summer and there are six movies I want to see. Yeah. And so far, well, I think there aren't that many movies that I Bryce right. want to go see. But that's a Bryce thing. Yeah. Well, that's well he the, said that's, that's what, what he said. Yeah. It's but. So for me, I feel like it feels a little. Also, like I'm, I've been pretty tired of the super superhero movies in general, and breach. And but the fucked up thing is like I thought both Wonder Woman and Spider, but no, not just that, but just Wonder Woman and New Spider Man movie. I thought were incredible. Like both of them are in my top ten right now. Which this time last year, if you told me I'd have one, let alone two superhero movies in a top ten, like fuck you, idiot. Um, But like. They're, I haven't seen that many either. And what's well, what's interesting though about Wonder Woman doing so well? That movie's so there's movies that do well because of how they're marketed and like the property, and I think there's a little bit of that. But uh-huh. with um, Wonder Woman, so much it's had legs. It's because it's good is why people yeah. That's we why know the legs been, Wonder Woman is had. But that's that's yeah. why. So it's but I'd say this month in particular, yeah. Any of those movies I just shouted out, you'll probably like all of them. And some of them will be in like your top three favorite movies of the year. I would go as far. Yeah. The Big yeah. Sick, especially though, it's a really special movie. I've yeah. been hearing yeah. good things about that. And it, it goes wide, it went wide this weekend. So, but it doesn't matter. You guys are in fucking Southern California. And I saw it at uh, the screening I went to had a Q and A afterwards. At Ray Romano. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't doubt what you're saying. I guess like. From strictly like being a little kid and summer comes and like there being so many movies that I want to see, I feel like I just don't feel like there's as many well, they, for me. The summer also isn't now the summer movie season like starts at like fucking the first week yeah. of May. Like it's kind well, of well, it's been like that for a while. Yeah, and they've been getting more and more ballsy with releasing April things earlier and earlier too. that it it does lose yeah. some of its yeah. muster. And the other thing that I think it's good for movies because they're starting to space things. Well, out yeah, a now bit more. you can see all of them. But yeah. where the other thing that uh, I think, that video games too. Yeah. but what's gonna I think remain the same is the issue with movies like say the big so if the big sick came out in November or something yeah I think it would definitely get nominated for a lot of Oscars mm-hmm. whereas now like I could still see it getting like screenplay or something but because it was released in July like I I still yeah. think for awards can, just because of the way things going to be released, lost in the shuffle yeah, yeah exactly and it's but I I do think the last few weeks. And possibly throughout the rest of this month, if Dunkirk and War Apes and a few of the other smaller movies are as good as people as I will say that every week I go into that fantasy movie league and start to pick my theaters. I go, oh shit, that's out this week. Oh yeah. shit, that's out this week. Oh shit, that's out this week. Like it's been like like you said, like about the last month or so, it's been like, oh fuck, I wish I could get out to a goddamn theater because that's out this week. And uh, we still. What's interesting, too, people have been talking about uh, Wonder Woman being, like, prob- possibly the number one movie of the year, but box office-wise, we still have a Star Wars movie directed by Ryan Johnson closing out the year. Like, mm-hmm. if that's as good as I could see it being, like, 
Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah I was very lukewarm on this year Star up until the, the past beast, month. Yeah. And this yeah. last month is just, I, I thought, brought. Valerian comes out next week, too. Yeah. yeah. That's fuck, that's, I was like, oh, fuck, that comes out next week? Like, I want to see that. I know nothing There's about it. There's a YouTube it. thing going on with Valerian uh, yeah. two days ago, but it had a thousand subscribers ago. It kind of yeah. sounds like the name of a boner pill or something. Valerian? Yeah. Take one Valerian today. <laughs> I think that's where. So we'll you know end nothing it. about Valerian? He doesn't watch trailers. Well, I but I guess in general. No, I know it's like sci-fi-ish, and I know it's like polarized. Some of the reactions to it, but polarized in the sense where like people are really positive on it, and then there's some people who are just like, "This is my butt." I'm hype. But yeah, I'm hearing a lot of Fifth Element comparisons. Oh, it's well, same director. Same, same, yeah, same exactly. Movie. That makes sense then. But yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite movies how weird it is but yeah you're right that's 69th good. element yep <laughs> all right let's talk about the new spider-man movie right let's nope. go rick uh, come we'll on save that for another time uh so that's it for this week's episode thank you ryan for coming on the show yeah. uh thank you thank you for being wrong about spider-man um, uh i'll thank you for you guys agreeing to me being right yeah um backseat on prime so if backseat, backseat! on prime <laughs> So you can find us on social media at some shit we like, some SSWL network on Facebook, Tinder um, at S Tinder, <laughs> Bumble, um, J Date, Grinder, Grinder of course. <laughs> Until next well, time. Well, wait, hold on. I haven't been here for a while. You guys have been doing this, so the show goes up on Tuesday, right? Yep. Full show audio will be up on Tuesday. Then videos Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. With the full, full show video. video will be up on Friday as well. Yeah. So you get the full thing is like your Friday weekend treat. Like, hey, don't go out and party. Watch, watch us. Watch, watch some shit for that. Watch us nerd out about the shit you probably don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Backseat on Prime!